Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to another episode of Sour Grabs, the NXT After Party Post Show Edition. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Alex Pulowski, and with me, also as always, is my wonderful co-host, Miss Kate Fabe. Kate Elizabeth, how are you doing, Kate? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Um, well, you asked me that before we went on the air, and I said, I well, did. after that main event, terrible. But if you would ask me that after the opening match, it would have been like, great! I feel great! So it, it really is a mixed bag, a roller coaster of emotions. Um, Rolling with the homies. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, we have to bring the fun, Alex. Yeah, we do. We do. We have to. We because have they, to. they bring it very inconsistently. So yeah. we're here to bring the fun. Hey, you know what's fun, Alex? What's fun? When people get in their super chats and when they get in their humper yeah, chats. Yeah, that is fun. And when they leave thumbs up on videos and when they subscribe to Fightful Select for just $5 a month. That's pretty great. Hey, did you know on regular Fightful.com, this is the value they're bringing you for free. So you can only imagine what you're getting for $5 yeah. a month. Yesterday, do you know the news that Sean broke about Dominic and Rey Mysterio? <laughs> Don't tell me. I, I nearly fell down when I saw this article. Yeah. So the headline is something to the effect of Dominic Mysterio's father revealed. And when you click the article, um, Sean broke the news that it, uh, his dad's Ray Mysterio, it turns out. That's not true. Not true. In kayfabe, it's Eddie. They, they, <laughs> in kayfabe, on television, they said that Eddie is his biological father. But since Ray raised him from a baby, Ray is his real father. And they never went back on that. So, so, so Dominic is has the blood of Eddie Guerrero coursing through his. Here's how I know that terrible not true. wrestler brains body. Look, sure. Watch him wrestle. Yeah, that's how I know that's not true. But actually, he wouldn't be raised 
son either if you were going based on wrestling ability oh anyway guys um so uh yeah please do uh subscribe to fightful select uh and also send in your humper chats and uh, at humperchats.com and super chats on the bottom here so we're gonna read them all and talk to you you know Alex, for as long as it goes how fun is sour graps come it's on the best Ball up saying just here to say hi to JW Pringle and Tall Paul Hensler. I love this long term storytelling that we have going it's, on. It's in longer Tower term Grabs. storytelling than we get in NXT 2.0. It's so true. So send in fun stuff like that. Yep. Alex, real roller coaster of an app. Yeah. Um, I'm going to save the opening uh, promo thing that they did. The little little video package of Mandy Rose. I'm gonna save that. Remind me, I'm gonna talk about it before the main event. Okay? Because there's a theme that's going through that for me. Um, but the our actual opening match of the night was great. Like, I'm watching this and I and I listen, I will I'll I'm gonna go ahead and put out throw out a mea culpa. When we were first introduced to the Brothers Creed, um I was like, who are these giant walking loaves of white bread? Which, like, by the way, just yeah. to throw this out there, we give people a peek behind the curtain when it's appropriate, right? Uh, there's a an, a document that our moderator, Luis, keeps track of all your Super Chats and Humper Chats in, and it has a different name every week. Yeah. And this time it just says loaves of white bread at yep. the top of the page. It's true. And that um, is, that's what we thought about them, but they've come so far along and Malcolm Bivens is incredible at, at raising these children. And here's the deal with them is, um, uh, I, they're, they're getting over strictly on their in ring work because I mean, Bill Bivens is helping them, but like, they're not, it's not like he's already over as a manager. He's great. Um, they, I, I believe I've heard them. Together, in total, speak 40 words in the six months they've been on television. Um, so I don't know how what their ceiling is. I don't, I don't, I can't imagine it's it's in in reality any higher than like the Alpha Academy. It feels like they're an Alpha like if they if you said everybody on NXT has to go to the main roster tomorrow, where do you put these people? Mm. The Creed brothers are just new recruits for the alpha academy like they're just fit in great they'd stand beside otis and they'd have gable talk for him it could be fun they could wrestle good matches but they'd lose most of them because that's how they're booked they would be champions but i'm convinced that alpha academy is going to lose the titles right back to rk bro the next day half time they have a title defense so like would they be tag team champions sure are they going to be like five, six, seven, eight time champs? No. Are they ever going to have like a year long reign? Nah. But I believe the Creed brothers are special. I believe if they, if they could be trained up in a way that would allow them to develop real personalities that, that make them different from each other, you could actually write a story that, that makes sense around them and get them over in that kind of way. Um, that they are really special. They, so, the stuff they did to tell the story of, of of all the stuff that happened in the ring tonight. Against it should be noted, uh, the, the grizzled young vets. Yes, who are at this point right. grizzled old vets. Old vets, just grizzled the, the, vets. 
they're grizzled vets. And they they help these kids shine the brightest yes. they possibly could. I really, really love this match. And I and I think that, you know, uh Cauca- the Caucasians of, of pain, uh white AOP. Um is, I, forgot, is, I remembered loaves of white bread. It's been a while since we lumbering <laughs> lumbering sacks of flour. I also christened them. At that one is right. They're so much more than that now. They're really, really They're good. Great. They have they have a lot of potential. And I fear that along with m- most things, um, they're never going to realize all of that potential in a Vince McMahon regime, which which is sad. But for now, I'm just content to... to uh, uh, that is good. Authors of Plane is very good. Damn it. I'm very upset that I didn't think of that. Sorry. That's very good. Continue. <laughs> Thank you, LECs, for Authors of Plane. Um but but no more are they the authors of plane. Now they're the they're now they're yeah. the awesome now they are the authors of awesome tag team wrestling. And I'm here for that too. I also really liked this match, and I feel like to your point, it's not fully there yet, but they've come such a far way so far since like we first saw them. Yeah. Especially with uh ring psychology. And yeah. to your point, I think today we started to see a little bit more differential in who they are as individuals, especially toward the finish. I loved Brutus being like, nope, this is my moment. And it wasn't in like a contentious can they no. coexist way. It was just like an I got this. Like we saw but some more intensity and some life out of them. And I really, really liked it. I the 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 story of the match um is that uh Brutus he was selling his throat. Now, that's a difficult thing to do when you're not in any way a trained actor. Because if your windpipe is nearly crushed, you behave differently than if you're about to throw up dinner. And that's a problem if you don't actually have somebody telling you, okay, show me show me how you're going to sell the damaged windpipe. Okay, that looks bad. Don't do that. Nobody did that to him. And I don't. I feel like that's not his fault. He needs somebody there to be like, don't, don't do this. Because that's not at all what a damaged windpipe is. What a damaged windpipe is, you can't get air. That's a different thing than like trying to throw something up. Um, but anyway, I appreciate that he was, the whole time for the rest of the match, he was like, like rubbing his throat, trying to figure out what, what the hell's wrong with this, his upper chest. Yes. When he called off his brother, Julius, who normally does, one of my favorite moves in NXT 2.0, the unnecessary clothesline. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good unnecessary clothesline? But he when he tagged back in after all that damage, he got he damaged. He was he was in there forever. He was the face in peril. He finally tags in his brother Julius when he has to get back in himself later in the match, and he is a standoff with Zach Gibson. He's rubbing his throat and just growling through his black mouthpiece. And it was like, he was like, I am so pissed at you for nearly killing me. I'm going to murder you. And and that energy followed him through the rest of the match. That was really great. So when he calls off Julius and says, no, he's mine. He was also rubbing the throat to like, let you know, I'm pissed at this guy. He tried to end my life by crushing my larynx. I want to kill him. And that felt, it felt like it was that. The announcer said, well, that was very smart of Brutus. If Julius had hit the unnecessary clothesline, they would have been disqualified. No, they wouldn't have. You never would have done that. Stop it. That was actually good storytelling between the two brothers. And Julius says, you're right. 
he, you deserve to put this dude out. And I thought that was a really yeah. great touch. I thought all of this was really, really excellent. Uh, I love GYV. I do. Um, I think that they they probably deserved to have their moment in the sun in NXT stateside during the 1.5 days. Yeah. Um, uh, losing two years in a row in the um, in the finals of the Dusty Cup really sucks for them. And I think this being amazing mechanics who can turn a young team into something special by, by wrestling them in the ring. I think this is what they are now, which sucks for them. And they might be the best possible version of that thing. Like old, old vets who can get the other guys over. They might be the best possible version of that thing. The NXT 2.0 has, and that, that's too bad for them. And yet they saw that that's what they, what they do now. And they said, well, this isn't our time. Let's make it their time. And that's as professional as anything you could possibly do in professional wrestling. And I thought that was great. They really, so this is what I felt like developmental was supposed to be. Alex, we were supposed to see these teams who had potential and individual wrestlers, of course, grow along this path where, this as developmental is actually very exciting. Like I would watch a show where we saw people go from Caucasians of pain to a team like this. Like this is really great to see because I find the progress so interesting and so encouraging and exciting for the future. That is really, really refreshing. And I can set aside the fact that this is high school for moments like this. Like, this is really, really great. I wish we were getting more of this. Um, they're clearly just putting the work in. Like, it's, the to me, the biggest thing, because you knew that they were going to be good in the ring. You saw how good they were. Um, you saw their amateur background. You saw their strength. You saw all of these things. The ring psychology and the storytelling came so far along, and to your point about grizzled old vets, uh, <laughs> that... They, I think, really helped guide this along, really helped tell the story. And for someone to have a crushed windpipe, you kind of have to believe that somebody hit them that hard, right? Like, this is a a two-way dance. This is a codependent art form. This is not Nathan Chen yesterday, who absolutely crushed his short program, the highest score in men's figure skating. No, this is pro wrestling. And tag team wrestling is its, its own art form within this art form. Um and this probably since FTR has been like maybe the most giving performance that I've seen. That might not be fair to say, but it's definitely up there as far as a selfless performance um, by, by Grizzled Young Vets. You're, you're absolutely right about that. And I, I loved seeing it. In fact, Alex, I would say that this was magic. Would you? Yes, I would say it was magic. Don't you just... Wish you could eat that magic up. I, I would like to consume the magic literally every morning of my life, yes. I wonder if there's a way that you could do that. I don't know. Cameo! What's up, you guys? It's Sean Ross Sapp. I'm not here physically on the show right now, but I still wanted to tell you about how I'm starting my day no matter where I am with delicious Magic Spoon cereal. 
Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. It is the ultimate breakfast food. It's the ultimate snack food, and it's the ultimate food for me to take while I'm traveling. Quick, easy, all the flavors you love. Peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple waffle, cocoa, fruity, frosted, all over the place. That cookies and cream and maple waffle are back permanently. And if you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout to save $5 off your order if you don't like it. They are so confident in their product. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund your money, no questions asked if you don't like it, but you will. It's perfect before, after workouts as a snack. And my favorite thing about it is you get filled up with one serving. It's not running back and forth to the cupboard to get more, racking up those carbs, racking up those calories. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. Magic. Absolute magic. Magic Spoon is like the opening match. Me not getting to eat pixelated cereal Mm. is like the main event. Like, it yeah. kind of stinks. But that's not a dig at Sean. I just like eating pixelated cereal when we have yeah. the graphic up and I get that. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> Mark Losper sends in a Humper Chat says, so what you're saying, Alex, is that the Creed Brothers would be great in literally any other company on Earth. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, time will tell. Maybe maybe they'll, they'll actually have a higher ceiling than, than I think they will uh, in this company. But they for now, just... for now, I, I I firmly believe they're winning the Dusty Cup, which is which is something. We'll just see where where time takes them. I suppose they might also just always need someone. Like they might always need a manager. They might need, which is rough because there's not a lot of great ones out there. Like there's not even that many on the indies, really. Like there's CPA, but like there's not a ton of huge managerial presence outside yeah. of Heyman and Bivens and gosh, is that it? Like in, in WWE? I mean, you're forgetting Robert Stone, who's all set to get over Von Wagner. Forgetting is an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My dad says that with like, oh, oh God, did I miss that? He's like, well, not miss so much as didn't see like yeah there's like forgetting robert yeah. stone but like as far as strong managerial presence right. uh you know active in wwe specifically right there's not a lot of that so yeah hopefully they just continue to grow and grow and grow because i th- i think there's something really special there too yeah uh ryan the hater sullivan says that you're such a corporate shill i am a corporate shill I'm very happy at Fightful, and I think everybody should show their appreciation by subscribing to Fightful Select at FightfulSelect.com for $5 a month. The JW also, Pringle, wait, Ryan, yes. is, Ryan is subscribed to Fightful Select, so yes, true. it works. Uh, I'm good at it. The JW Pringle and uh, and Paul Hensler uh, saga continues. JW Pringle says, hi, Kate's mom and dad. Uh, Paul, Elizabeth, did you know there was a thing called Timber Sports? It's competitive lumberjacking. It's better than NXT 2.0. Um, <laughs> and Paul Hensler says, happy Tuesday night from amateur lumberjack, Paul Elizabeth. <laughs> my dad rules. <laughs> and it is my least favorite match stipulation, but yeah. I'll let it go. 
the better to one jam beard says jw pringle i've seen that competitive lumberjacking it's quite popular here in canada kate and alex will love it oh i've seen it too um my uh do we need to host anymore can people just just they should I yeah. love it so um, much. I uh there my grandfather is actually from uh northwest of here, w- way up in in uh, a little town called Hayward, Wisconsin, and they have a huge lumberjack games every summer. And I keep saying one summer we're gonna take like the five hour trek up there to to like go find what where the old family farm used to be, and then also ge- go and see like actual lumberjacks where they like stand on the, on the, on the logs in the middle of the lake and then like roll them with their feet and stuff. And the, the guy falls off the last winds. That's stuff. Wait, That's do fun. you know what the, this was the best match of the show. So I'm more interested in lumberjacking right now. Uh, <laughs> what are the other events? Oh, um, well, well, there's one where like you, uh, you have to like shimmy, like you, you like, you have like a belt around that's attached to your waist. That's where belts usually are, but like it's 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 like a rope thing, and you kind of like shimmy up a tree using the 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 belt to help pull you up as fast as you can, and then once you're there, you kind of lean back into the belt and then chop the top of a tree off, and what? then slide back down and, as fast as you can. And there's like, like there's like a, a well, it's have a huge long um, uh, tree uh that's laid out and then two guys with those long like two guys uh saws and they'll saw it as fast as they can and they're like that would have seems okay yeah that like, was it's, wild it's, it's kind of fun like it's one of those things that hey um last night on the regular late night sour grab show uh we were talking about how uh uh they asked a question came up hey were you ever a stoner and i said yes for nine months my sophomore <laughs> year of college uh i lived with two giant stoners which meant i was a stoner and one thing that we would do is just find out whatever the hell was on ESPN2 at four in the morning. And sometimes it was competitive lumberjacking. That's all incredible information, to be honest. Yeah. Also, Allie sees on fire. I was going to make this joke anyway, but is that lumberjacket time? I was going to say it, but she beat me to it. That's but good. That Lumber, is... if, if, honestly, here's the deal. I would rather watch that than a lumberjack match. Everything you just said. Right. Lumber, lumberjacket time to me would be even like if for one, for whatever reason, for like a, a few, a few weeks, jacket time decided to be lumberjacket time. And they wore like big obnoxious fake beards and like little, like little, like and flannel and, and jeans and big old boots. And they walked around with like big rubber axes. That'd be funny. Which one of your husbands was the lumberjack? Oh, uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, well, lum- lumberjack. L- he was a woodworker, let's be honest. But, like, he was number four. Uh, he had a little wood shop in back of the house. He would go back there. He'd, like, play with the little saws and hammers and whatnot. It was a hobby. Like, this is not, not as bad as number three, who had the model trains, like, built over the entire basement. Okay? So, like, let's, let's thank heaven for small miracles. One of them wanted to build me a chair. That was nice. The other one had trains all over the goddamn place. So. My dad, this is a shoot, has trains set up in the basement, and they're awesome. <laughs> so, but he's retired, so he's supposed to. Yeah, <laughs> better. They're actually the trains from his childhood. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's wild. Um, 
Valab says competitive lumberjacking is cool, but it's no underwater basket weaving or even extreme underwater basket weaving. That's what true. is happening? I'm learning so much. <laughs> Mark Losper says lumberjack at time would also 100% be less racist. Yeah. Uh, true. Brock Lesnar could come be a part of that stable with Ooh, all of his flannels. That would be good. And all of his Canadianness. Uh, Mark Losper says that uh, Kate gets one free stretch Armstrong figure for that segue. Well done. Where is he? The wannabe wow. one is here. The wannabe one. There's, it's good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> are we? What are we talking about? Um, oh, the cream butters and, and GYV. One last one about that. The batter, the batter, the batter, the batter, the one. Uh, Jam Beard says, He's so um, bad. If uh, if if the HHH was still there, then he could have shown him. She could have shown Brutus Creed how to sell the the crushed the crushed windpipe. You know, somebody there might have been able to take him aside and say, listen, you're, you're not bulimic. You have a crushed windpipe. There's a difference. Who could have showed him that? Who was that? The HHH. The HHH. The HHH. Everyone knows the HHH. He was the guy who started the NXT. Oh, right. The NXT. The NXT. He was the one who started it. Yeah. He did. That's true. Um. <laughs> the bad of the one jam beard also says so was this show a bad show as per usual i've skipped most at wwe tv for the last three months that's a good choice uh and uh most of the show was yes bad uh yes a little up and down though there were some things that i liked today. most of the show was bad and there were some things like for example the opening match that were good the opening match was great some other things in the show were were good I'm not going to pull a Sean and be like, I thought it was pretty good. And then when we go segment by segment, it turns out I actually hate it. I'm not doing that. I'm learning from his mistakes. I think last week was because it was possibly the worst episode of NXT in the history of the world. Uh My expectations were that it was going to be tied. Yeah. So I think the curve I'm grading on is steeper than usual. Right. Um, and there was like there was just no like Mandy Rose didn't fall in anyone's lap, so I guess I'm excited about that now. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, there uh, was a Cora Jade interview. They they showed us uh, highlights of last week where she lost a match, and by losing the match bravely, she was able to convince, <laughs> like, it sounded like you were doing a man lift. I, I don't know, <laughs> like, like yes. Give 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 me an adverb for how Cora Jade lost the match that was able to convince the green Cora Jade. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. took her skateboard. Yeah, <laughs> took her tiny took skateboard. her tiny skateboard. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Anyway. Um. She's like, yeah, that's right. I did. I did. I I chose. I I convinced her, and we're gonna win the, you know, the, the the Dusty Classic, which which starts for the women in two weeks, um, and then uh, Valentina, Ferros, and uh, Luisa, something, right? Totally didn't you handle that? I, I'm not really sure. There was there's I just one, of, here, one of them is Brazilian and one of them is Mexican, so of course that's the same thing to Vince. And it's there just it's not they're dressed alike, like they come out in identical Levi jeans and and white tops. Um, that'll make an exception for because tag teams should be. Ulisa, Ulisa. I always said Luisa. 
It was Yulisa. Yulisa. That'll... I like when my tag teams are dressed alike. In their in, street clothes, they were not like... Not necessarily were, in street clothes. matching like, outfits sent to them by Amazon. I mean, if I was in a tag team, it depends who. If it was my sister, I would do that. True. Um, but anyway, they come and they, they say lots of things to her, mostly in Spanish, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, but too fast for me to pick up on it with my two years of high school Spanish. Um, and then, and then, uh, Raquel comes up and she yells, she talks back to them in Spanish. And I also did not pick up on that. Well, I think that was the point though, because, um, they, then anyway, they, they eventually leave and, and Raquel says, only I'm allowed to call her that. And she walks away. And then Cora's like, wait a minute, what do they call me? And I thought that was actually kind of cute and funny. I just wish they didn't do that stupid angle for them to get together last week. Where it was like, because I beat you, you're allowed to be my tag partner. Makes no sense. Will never make any sense. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think they might actually be fun together. But... um, Yeah, I actually, I liked this. I find it refreshing when they let people speak in their first language. Because I feel like usually they feel comfortable enough to get the message across even if I don't understand the words like it's it's yeah. just better um and I I liked this and Cora Jade's timing on this was good Raquel's shirt was confusing but mm. other than that I thought this was uh a good a good segment the angle last week I just wish they executed it better I don't mind the you lost but you proved yourself to me thing it was the out of nowhereness and the yeah. fact that it happened immediately after the match. Like they just botched the execution of it. But I don't mind the story of that. So I am okay with it. It could have been a lot better, but it could also be a lot worse, which yeah. we've seen a lot worse on this exact television program. Yeah. Jeffrey Burns says ad lib booking. I think he means mad lib booking. The, the, the WWE booking secret. Um, that's definitely how they, they put together the, uh, the, the gimmicks. Um, that's what happened with jacket time. No, that's what happened with jacket time. It's also the mad libs is okay. So we want, we'll talk about this later. We want, um, we want this person to be one thing and also another thing. Let's draw names out of a hat. What those two things are. We'll talk about that later when we get to it. But <laughs> for example, you have Tiffany Stratton, who is a, Olympic level gymnast and also a prissy daddy's girl. And I guess those two things are possibly the same, but I, like every gymnast that I've, that I've, that I've ever come across and that wasn't even like Olympic level, but just like collegiate level has like, like they have years of like waking up at four in the morning and like they have hands that are gnarled, like, 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 like they are tough as nails in order to do what they did for years and years and years. The idea of like, oh, daddy, give me your credit card. Just doesn't feel like it goes along right. with that. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, uh, no, but you're anyway. right. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you're correct. Any gymnast I met was like, I broke my back when I was seven and I still do this. Um, and there, it's just frustrating because she's built like an American gladiator too uh and the gymnastics that she does as we swing in to talk about the match sorry to to hot shot you there um 
they they it doesn't make sense. Like doing a bunch of back handsprings into a clothesline, right? Doesn't make sense. That's literally what Snooki did in WrestleMania, I think. Right. Uh, so <laughs> it's more just like if you're that athletic and acrobatic, that's good. Mm-hmm. But we need to make sure that's being executed in a in a sound way. That's not the way to do it. Right. Um, the way MSK does it, I think, is if you ever saw Amazing Red wrestle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of examples of, of it out there. So yeah. it, it's more, this is developmental, so I'm leaving room. But so far with Tiffany Stratton, I feel like the gimmick is a miss with her look and her personality. And in ring wise, she has, she has, what she has is a particular set of skills and they're not being applied properly, um, which I'll, I'll give room to grow. It just, it, this, this seems very all over the place to me. Yeah. Um, well, all, also is this feud because last <laughs> week she bribed Amari Miller with her with her dad's credit card. Tiffany Stratton did if she beat Wendy Chu and then Wendy Chu beat her anyway. And then Wendy Chu somehow got custody of the card um, at the end of last week. And what what was promised to me via social media on Twitter was Tiffany Stratton versus Wendy Chu for custody of daddy's credit card. But that wasn't what actually did any, between them saying that and then the airtime, they shot a scene where Wendy Chu is apparently walking from the mall uh, with b- bags and bags of clothes and Amari Miller, who she took with her on this shopping spree because now they're best friends because clothes. Um, and and then she's like, that was a lot of fun. That What a great shopping spree. Yeah, until the credit card was canceled, and then she throws it away. Um, and I'm like, this is a crime you are committing. You are admitting to a crime that you have you have taken a credit card without consent of the owner, and you have spent a limit on that card, which caused their bank to notify them, and they had the card declined. That is all a crime. You have committed a crime. I do not understand why we have this person who's uh, what definitely is supposed to be being cheered against Tiffany Stratton as b- b- committing larceny. And credit card fraud and things. That's just a bad thing to do. Don't do that. Um, Also, shame on the corporate retail, like, for not checking for an ID. Yeah. Like, if you went into whatever name brand stores you went into, because wasn't that many bags. Yeah. Like, at Gucci, you should probably be checking. Yes. To see if that is, in fact, her credit card, especially when I'm guessing it's a dude's name. And if you're fighting for custody of the credit card... What dad agrees to that? Paul Hensler, model train citizen, I, not I, agreeing to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that Daddy is kind of an absentee father who's out making big business deals and doesn't really even know what the hell's going on. Um, but I maybe he's talk constantly. She's talking to him backstage. All the I time. think she's leaving really long voicemails. I think it's kind of sad. Uh, hold on. Uh, Numlock says, uh, "Shout out to the dog in the background." Hey, Buster. Buster is, uh, as you can see, not not necessarily a fan nope. of the nope. NXT 2.0. Yeah. He has he has shunned it. He has turned his back on it. Yes. Um so anyway, we have a match between Tiffany Stratton and and confessed criminal Wendy Chu. Uh in which Wendy Chu has control for 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 a, a major part of the match. Um and and then uh um uh, Tiffany Stratton turns it around. And like hits a series of 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 big moves, and then like a, a Vader bomb, like a twisting 
spiral Vader, Vader bomb kind of a thing um, and gets a victory, like a clean victory, which I would not have thought they do. They don't usually do that with their heels, particularly their female heels. They just have, they always have them cheat over and over again. You could have just left it and they don't usually do that. Well, it's true. But uh, <laughs> especially with the heels, they always have to cheat. Put a pin in that for when I talk about the main event. But um, the that that kind of surprised me. But good for Tiffany Stratton getting a victory. Wendy Chu doesn't necessarily have to be protected. Um, but uh, during the match, there were there were two co- opposing viewpoints on commentary. One was from uh, Vic Joseph, who seems to think that credit card fraud is A-OK if the person you stole the credit card from was mean to you once. And, uh, and, and Wade Barrett, who, 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 who just thinks um, that, uh, that, that uh, the Tiffany Stratton is great and awesome and can do no wrong. And there's a, there's a middle ground. Which is what I said, which is, it doesn't matter if the person was mean to you. You're not allowed to use their credit card without their consent. And I feel like that's a message we should be sending to the children. And, oh, wait, I forgot. The youngest person who is watching this show is you. So maybe <laughs> I think you've already come to that point and, and you've realized it. So, you know. Uh, what if she's 5,000 years old? Here's the thing. I said, it's like, it could be worse. I mean... She could be like the the five thousand year old dragon lady who's spewing metal in your lungs. Um, and I mean that she's killing people with that. And I said, listen, I'm pretty sure a five thousand year old dragon lady isn't subject to our human laws, but a girl who likes to take naps very much is. Like you can arrest a girl who likes to take naps. You can't arrest a five thousand year old dragon lady. No cell can hold her. I would like to see them try. Alex. I'd like to see you try. I'd like to see that you call the police and have the police come down and say, excuse me, 5,000-year-old dragon lady who talks like me because I have the lungs of a 5,000-year-old dragon lady. You, you got to come with us. We're taking you downtown to get booked. How do you even fingerprint her? She's got claws. You would have to scale print her, I think. I suppose you would. I think you would have to scale print her. Do dragons have fingerprints? I think they would have talon prints. I don't even know. I'm going to go ahead and literally, in actuality, Google this. Do dragons have fingerprints? Are you using the Google? I am using the Google. I found out about the Google literally yesterday. Uh, Inconclusive. The Google results are inconclusive. Inconclusive. Yes. So. I usually use the Ask Jeeves. Do you like the Google? I, I listen. I was t- I was using the Lycos, and apparently you're not supposed to use the Lycos anymore. So my nephew told me to no, Aunt Linda, you have to use the Google. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll use the Google. Got to use the Google. I also used to have an, an email on on um on the AOL, and I was told you don't do that anymore. No more AOL emails. It's bad for you. No more of the AOL.net. No. no. Anyway, what were we saying? Um, <laughs> Mark Losper says, Tiffany Stratton, Olympic-level gymnast daddy's girl from the minds who brought you sassy Southern Belle American hero marine mom, Lacey Evans. Uh, also, how dumb is everyone in the Stratton family to just not cancel the effing credit card? Maybe she didn't tell them that it was stolen. But then again, they don't watch their daughter on the show. They're terrible parents. They deserve that. 
they are terrible parents and now I feel less bad because you're not getting Tiffany Stratton. You're screwing over Tiffany Stratton's dad mm -hmm. who's, yeah. who hasn't done anything to you. Right. Um, and also, like, what do you even need? More more slippers and pajamas? You don't even wear clothes. Seems uh, unnecessary. The bad to one jam beard says, uh, all I know is if is that it sounds like a good thing that Horndog Graves isn't the one calling Stratton's matches. That's true. That's a good thing for everybody. Um, uh, and Mark Lossberg also says, wait, you mean NXT 2.0 had the hot blonde who nobody likes or cares about beat the Asian character that's kind of organically over? No way. Knock me down with a feather. <laughs> Shocking. I know. I mean, yeah. I, I, I there's they're so far down the card, both of them. Like honestly, what is the ceiling for a girl who likes to take naps? Like she's not gonna become or a champion. She, I mean she's <laughs> perhaps. Or I've said this before and I'll say it again, darn it. Orange Cassidy could turn heel, though, and go on a heck of a run and yeah. feel very grounded all of a sudden. Right. But Wendy Chu's real damn good in the ring. So oh, I sure. don't know. I don't. But she's, I, she's, 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 she's going to be a fun comedy character, and that's about it. I mean, like, you could. <laughs> so she could, she could be an intercontinental champion's friend. Yeah. I, I was thinking that you could, you could bring her up to Raw tomorrow. And have her take the twenty four seven title off of um, off of Dana Brooke, and then you couldn't pin her for it uh, because uh, she sleeps on her side, curled up with it, so you can't actually get her 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 pit, shoulders pinned to the mat. There you go. I don't understand this reference. The batter to one jam beard. Maybe the paperclip dude would know if uh, Dragon. Oh, Clippy. Of course, Clippy. He has a name. It it looks like you're trying to write a letter. To a dragon lady. Would you like some help? <laughs> the paper this clip is dude. so much more Clippy. fun than NXT. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I, we're we're in the second segment. So let's move let's move past that. Um uh oh I'll talk about that when we get to it. Um so uh, we get a we get a PD Poppins interview. Petey Poppins. Um uh, he uh, he's we just call go, him that now. By the way, he's yeah, just... We, just, we just call him that's his new name. But he he says, um, um, oh, we're gonna have. Uh, so we're gonna finish this where it all started, inside a steel cage. So that's what we're gonna do. Uh, him. Why was Mark. everyone so shocked by this? Uh, people were shocked by it. Commentary made it sound like it was. Like, whoa, they're gonna fight in a steel cage. And they we, we said that last week. We said that last week yeah. and they already did it. So it's yeah. kind of like it's not like, whoa, this is a brand right. new stipulation. Uh, I thought they we, went a little overkill. Before we got to before we got too far beyond there, Tabia Pringle says, I bet you a dragon lady would be a great lumberjack. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I had to think about it, but yeah. Um now it should be noted. That there was a, a a backstage segment in the locker room where Draco Anthony was being filmed to like talk about how sad he was that he lost versus Andre Chase last week, and then here here comes Joe Gacy and uh, and Harland and says it's not your fault. Uh, you tried you tried your best. Don't feel bad. Maybe you just need somebody to help you out and to look out for you and to and to have your back, kind of a thing. Um, and so then he leaves and he leaves Draco Anthony. 
alone with with Harland. with Harland, and I was like, "This just looks like this just looks like a bad thing." Just don't 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 put those two physical types dressed the way they are in a room alone, and and not make me think that you're surreptitiously booking some kind of terrible. Anyway, um, so <laughs> why would you think that? Other than the just, everything just, about, other than stuff. the everything, the shaved head and the tattoos of the white guy <laughs> with the, with the outfit, it just you know, it's the outfit. It's honestly so much the outfit. It's so much the outfit. Um, so, and the fact that we already had a U-boat captain on the show, right? There, that would also be part of it. Um, but anyway, uh, Draco Anthony comes up to Peter to Peter Dune and says, "Hey, um, uh." I, I know that you know uh, people. Some people don't, don't res- that, that uh, Tony Tony D doesn't respect you, but but I do, and I'm looking forward to our match. And then Pete Dunn refuses to shake his hand and says, "Why? Well, I'm just going to break your fingers anyway." And then he leaves. And Drake goes like, "Well, okay then." Um, and and Pete Dunn uh, is able to beat Draco Anthony. Now, Joe Gacy and Harland are up in the Raven's Nest watching the match so weird so weird stop um I hate I it even, is there like an access ladder that i'm not aware of do you have to like climb a flight of stairs can anybody How do you get go up, up there? there is it a vip lounge is it like if you have enough of the you know what i have is i have the united points and so when i go oh, to the yes. airport yes i get my own lounge access yes i wonder if you gotta if, have the lounge access you got it because you know what i need to rest Yep. Before I get on the flight, you know, I get to the airport like six listen, hours early. Listen, I listen. I never had kids. I'm sure if I did, I would have loved them. I don't love anybody else's kids. Stop them running around by the gate. We all have to sit here and wait for our connecting flight. So just everybody calm down. That's why I got to go to the lounge because at least I can get some peace and quiet. I need the lounge. Um, I guess that's what that's what this is. The Ravens Nest is the lounge. Um, but. Uh, they're there, and then at one point, Draco Anthony's doing pretty well. Actually, he's tossing Peter Dune around. He's a he's a big boy, Draco Anthony, very strong, very built. Um, and he's tossing Peter Dune around, and then uh, Pete Dunn gets knocked to the outside, and uh, and here comes uh, uh, Tony D, looking like he's he's just doing a quick stop off here at the PC. Before then, he gets in his 58 Chevy Malibu and drives on down to the Copa for a couple of drinks. Because he's got like an embroidered bowling shirt. It's gets some great shit. I just love that his his street, his in-ring gear is a tracksuit. But his street clothes, yeah. it looks like he's literally going out to have some so, a, so a couple Copa. of brews. Oh, I love the Copa Cabana. Oh, you got to love the Copa. Um, the beginning of this match was rough. It was like, I think I'm actually surprised this happened. doesn't happen more. The joint manipulation stuff looks so real and cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but you, if you don't know how to make that work, it looks so bad (laughs) and this did not, did not look good. I loved the interference from Tony D. It felt like how this guy would interfere with a match. Like yeah. it felt very real to to Tony D'Angelo. I hate this this perched thing where people are. It, I don't Raven's Nest. It kind of looks like Phantom is overlooking things. It kind of looks like 
it's and it's the it's Lion not, King. They're overlooking the kingdom. I'm like, what are we doing? It's fancy scaffolding. That's what it is. It it's all it is. It's just a, it's just a piece of fancy scaffolding that somebody climbs up and they look down over everything. Look, like, Simba, what? everything the light touches is yours. Everything the light touches belongs to you. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Like, if you're just scouting, you can scout from anywhere else in the building. Yeah. Um, And you can't interfere from up there. Nope. It just looks like Costco's sting. It's very <laughs> weird. <laughs> Not... <laughs> Costco sting would be like a 24 pack of stings. No, I think what you mean is great value brand sting. Now I'm picturing 24 little sting cans and I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, so wish uh, brand, the one you already have at home. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have sting in the rafters at home. Sting in the rafters at home. Is the Raven's Nest? Um, I uh, this is fine, but what I liked was that uh, Pete Pete Dunn wasn't phased by it. Like there was a there was an attempt to have uh, you know to have the, the match end by distraction, but not Pete Dunn. So he hits the the, um, the bitter end on Draco Anthony, and it's the victory. Uh, but then he says, uh, "You ought to bring in weapons." So. Let's to we're gonna have a weaponized cage match next week. Uh, we're gonna hang. They're gonna hang things from the from the from the cage. Um, it's okay. kind of like an Ambrose Asylum match when mm -hmm. they tried to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, a full metal mayhem match. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel Lost medium about it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Losper says that Harlan tweeted a photo of him throwing the Brian Kendrick down these stairs after his ridiculous BS last week. So he might be nails in the ring, but he gets a pass this week. That's true. His Twitter game is very strong. Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean, Pete Dunn versus versus Tony D in a cage match using weapons. I think could could it could be fun. I mean, uh, 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 yeah. I mean, so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where, how long we're supposed to believe Pete Dunn is hanging out um, in, in in NXT. He's getting passed over for NXT title shots by Dolph freaking Ziggler, which we'll get to. So at this point, just like either let him go or move him to the main roster and see what you got up there, which I mean, probably isn't much, but considering it's how they book though, people. Like him versus Gable would be awesome. Like but, there's yeah, something I can I, think of there. I, I it would be awesome. I I I I feel like we're probably not going to get that though. <laughs> oh, of course. But like you that's going to be Yeah. This whole system is to develop people to go to a bad product, so we just have to do what we can. <laughs> but yeah. uh I have a question for you. Yes. A friend of mine and I were discussing cuz we have no idea how tall Pete Dunn is. Like his gear makes me feel like he could be five three or six foot. I don't know what it was. He's definitely today. not six foot. No, he's I feel like he's like foot. probably like my height. I feel like he's probably like five eight. But something with his gear today, we were like, I have no idea how tall or short this guy is. I I, I think I think he's I think he's about five. I'm gonna eight, five, I'm nine. gonna ask Jeeves right now. Well, like his listed height might be something very different. His listed height is five ten, so he's probably five eight. Five eight, yeah. Listed height five ten, 
He's five eight. He's like, five eight. We're yeah. eye to eye, me and yeah. him. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't so, just make demands of Linda and Sheila that we're definitely gonna do. You can't. You can't just suggest things and expect us to do things that we're definitely gonna do because that's that's fair. yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, hey, the better to one jam beard says uh, big birthday shout out to the warrior woman Jesse the Buckeye. Yeah, yes. hell yeah. yeah! Happy birthday, Jesse. Um, she's Jessie. she's gone through a lot of stuff, and the strength of that woman is kind of beyond me. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It is incredible. Um, so we got a we got a we got a backstage segment with Zoe Stark saying, "Come on." You gotta find somebody to to team up with in the in the Dusty Classic. I'm injured, but we gotta find you some partner. And Eos eventually says, "Okay, fine. Like, um, we're gonna find somebody like as crazy as you." And Eos Rye is like, "Okay, cool," and leaves. Like, "Well, you gotta tell me who it is." Says Zoe Stark's like, "Nope." Well, it was my idea. You gotta tell me. And then they leave, and they were like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh." So crazy as Eos Shirai. Oh. Oh, this means Kaylee Ray is losing tonight, and Io Shirai is gonna gonna come out and save her from a beatdown, and and then they're gonna go off the air with them standing side by side, and uh, and then next week they'll say that they're tag partners. That's what I said in my head when 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 they're like crazy as you, who is? Oh, it's that. And I was like, I hate that my brain does that, but it, but it, but I can't turn it off. Um, Here's yeah. the thing. You're you sincerely are a great wrestling mind. I'm not blowing smoke up your butt. That's true. You don't need to be a great wrestling mind. You can be a medium wrestling yeah. mind to predict the show. It's true. <laughs> You're far beyond that. But like you only have to be operating at like a six to right. to fill in those pieces. That's I actually true. thought the timing of the segment was good. Io Shirai made me laugh a couple times because Zoe was like, but you're fun and aggressive and crazy. And she just goes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that pops me for some reason. Was, like, her timing was good. And it's I kind of funny that like Zoe and Io... And it, like started out like like what is this? And then the way they were like, hey, let's show everybody how they could be a really great team. Let's have them do a terrible comedy sketch inside a sushi restaurant. Um, instead, you just have these two people interact as human beings and let their natural um, camaraderie shine through. And hey, look at that! A few little moments of chuckling. And like we 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 get we get a sense of who they are as characters because they play off each other well, as opposed to it'll be great. She's gonna look the other way, and you you hate sushi, so she's gonna look the other way, and you take this plate of squids and throw them against the wall. Everyone's gonna laugh. Like that's that's terrible and stupid. Just less is always more. Yeah, you know. Except for when it's a steak dinner dance number, but most of the time, less is more, especially like. EO is really good at this and the language barrier isn't an issue with her ability to deliver messages to you. So like her hating everybody is hilarious to me. I don't need that demonstrated in the most elementary way possible. It's hilarious how she just, I don't, because it's not, I can't coexist with my tag team partner. It's I hate everybody. (laughs) Like, first of all, relatable. Second of all, like she's very, very good at that. Yeah. Um, and you can buy into it because she was such a dominant champion. 
I really want her to get called up to the main roster and be in a tag team and to fight Bailey and Sasha at Mania. That's my dream. Not gonna happen. That's fine. No. I've accepted it. It's totally fine. So um we we got um we got a Sanga match. We got Sanga coming out. He's wearing he's wearing uh pants from the canceled Braun Strowman line. Uh, like they were these weird clunky car, like cargo pant things with like like strips of camo on them, but the pants themselves were black. And he's got big old he looked like he honestly looked like um like in Indian brawn, which is like uh, it was a I guess why not? I mean you're not using that gimmick right now. But yeah, but I, let's I, have him tag with a with a child soon. That'll be great. <laughs> Maybe we can dig up the SNL co-anchors and he can have a WrestleMania moment. <laughs> um so so he's got a match with LA Knight and the stipulation was made if you beat my guy Sanga, I will rip up the uh, I was gonna say prenup. That's not right. <laughs> Restraining order. Restraining order. Thank you. That would be a very different angle. I would love it if it turned out they were married this whole time. They got married at Halloween Havoc. They put it all behind them. It was a that would be mistake. a very different angle. It um, but but so I'm gonna rip up the restraining order if you beat my guy Sanga. So Larry Knight comes out and he beats Sanga. Like, there's more to it than that, but like the less said the, the better about Sanga, because who boy, he went Rough. to he went to the the Vince Big Man school of selling, which Thank is you. just I, I don't want to fall over, but I don't also want to stand still, so I'm just gonna vaguely wave my arms around as I wobble like a weeble that won't fall down. Uh. That was an excellent Sanga impression. The selling was so bad. There was a spot outside the ring where it looked like he was on slow mo. It was terrible. Uh, there was a drop kick that he just didn't sell at all, and not like in a I deliberately no sold way. Like La Knight, who's not a tiny guy. No, he's not a tiny guy at all. Hits him with a drop kick. Right. And he just stands there. Yeah. <laughs> you buddy. You gotta react at all. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. like when Kingston gets chopped and he's like, <laughs> didn't even yeah. feel it, motherfuckers. Like, mm. this was just... <laughs> no. Yeah. This was yeah. not good. Um, but yeah, restraining orders. Because you can steal people's credit cards and kidnap people. But Also, mm. why would LA Knight want a restraining order lifted like doesn't he just want this guy to go away at this point no I he wants to like... beat him up he's got to beat him up he he, right. he he deserves to be beaten up that that's that, i mean that's that's the logic of the of of you know the righteous baby face you gotta the heel's gotta get his comeuppance like that's like, fair but LA, just... what la knight should do is go to the to the authority which doesn't actually exist anymore in the nxt and say i want to be booked in a match literally every week and therefore, if I'm in the building every week because I've been booked in a match every week, then then Grayson Waller can't come within 500 feet of the building. That would be so, great for so all of I've, us. I, I, 
on behalf of everyone else, I will work every week so that Grayson Waller is effectively banned from television. That's that's what he should do. But instead, he wants the 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 the, the restraining order lifted so he can I so would, he can him up. Because Grayson Waller was the one that served the papers, I would simply just beat him up anyway. Because what are the authorities going to do? Nothing. They didn't give I mean, him the papers. He could the, be like, oh, I never got the, him. The idea that something, the, the idea, because, okay, so. Grayson yeah. Waller pulled the turnbuckle pad off, which of course ended up screwing over Sanga and not um, Larry Knight. Um, so, uh, <laughs> afterwards, you have, he beats up Grayson Waller a little bit, right? Then later we see a segment where the, where he's walking away, down, you know, into the parking lot, and they, they catch up with Grayson Waller and says, "Grayson Waller, are you, are you, what's what's going to happen? Are you going to have that match with with uh, with L- L.A. Knight next week?" He's like, "What are you talking about? No, mate, I'm going to make sure he gets arrested next week live on television because because he hit me. He's not allowed to hit me. Like as I guess he hadn't ripped up the the the." restraining order yet so it was still in effect Alex, but you were standing at ringside about like what are we doing and a the idea that they would order. come to arrest la night for punching you in the face and they're gonna let uh wendy chu get off scot-free for thousands and thousands of dollars in credit card fraud they kidnap people in the parking Lot. In regard to Sangha selling, by the way, the bed one jam beard says, Alex, are you saying he put his hands in the air and waved him like around like he just didn't care? Yeah. Yes. Also, this handle, I kind of want a bad break occur, a bad break occur, tag a good team. Yeah. yeah. That kind of sounded like I was an announcer at a live baseball game. <laughs> Pinch hitting, 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 four. <laughs> That's good. Um, so. <laughs> Mark Mark Losper says, so we've gone from the blonde who's not over, bidding the organically over minority, to a giant stiff who can't work in a Vince McMahon promotion? I'm getting crushed <laughs> under the weight of feathers here. I'm getting crushed under the weight of feathers here. Oh my Look goodness. at all the feathers that just fell from the ceiling and I've been buried in feathers. Which is funny because you wear the boas when we go out for girls' night. Oh, don't you, love you to give get away my secrets. Don't you give away my secrets. I also just want to call out once again our amazing moderator Luis, who the category name for this was Sanga came before beer. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Oh man, you know what? What's that? If you're having trouble arriving, if you're having oh, trouble yeah. coming, yeah, if you need a little help. Mm-hmm. I think Sean Ross has, has something to share with all of us that can assist you. Your penis is soft. Let me help. Not like that. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But it's ready when you are. Or when you're not. It's not about having a problem. It's about having that performance. That excellent performance. That confidence. Fill out their online questionnaire. You work with an online physician. You won't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. It's shipped discreetly and directly to you, and you get that first shipment free when you use that code FIGHTFUL at checkout. You want to be confident, don't you? You want that pay-per-view, that main event performance? 
Don't let yourself or somebody else down. Use BlueChew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. <sighs> if Sean were here right now, he would not only tell you to go to BlueChew.com and use the code FIGHTFUL, he would remind you to send in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats and also to subscribe to Fightful Select at FightfulSelect.com and also to leave a thumbs up in Orange Cassidy one on this video. It helps people find us in the algorithms. Other people need to be sour. So this is just like your mid-show break, reminding yeah. you of all those wonderful things that Sean would tell you if he was here. <laughs> Buster, um, captivated by my ad reads, by the way. Yeah. Just um, loving this. Just loving all <laughs> of it. Um, so um, we got a... We got a um, how do, how do I say this? Um, Wendy Chu comes backstage and she's hurt from being beaten up by Tiffany Stratton. And she walks around and like, I'm sorry, do you do you not have a locker there, Wendy Chu? I know there was a thing of like people not being able to get lockers, but you should have a locker like or at least a, an area of the locker room where you can leave your stuff. She's just walking around backstage and out in the open. She has left all of her bags of of clothes that she bought today. And Dakota Kai is like sifting through them. And she says, no matter how many outfits you bought yourself, you won't be happy. <laughs> Just a weird thing to say. And uh, and then she leaves, um, which was odd. Uh, and then we get Saray versus Dakota Kai. Um, they They put out some... I don't know. There's a, there's a new graphic thing that shows that has the NXT logo and then it has um, the top people on the brand. Uh, and it's got um, it's got Breaker and Carmelo and Mandy Rose and like two others who are inarguably at the top of the brand. And also Saray is there in her full on like like hero girl attire that she wrestles in. And I was like, Oh shit. So we're like, we're, we're, you're definitely, you're, we're pushing her to the moon now. Okay, cool. We're pushing her where? To the moon. Um, but, uh, okay. D I did not, did not have that. Um, Hey Alex, you know, what's a great way to let you know who's good and who's bad in promotions. <laughs> what's that? Wins and losses. Yeah, no. Um, you don't so, need a ranking system. Just no. have some wins and losses. Yeah. So, um, so sh they they apparently filmed her once walking backstage toward Gorilla in her full schoolgirl attire, attire, attire. Attire. Uh, and she looks down at her little terrible like Claire's reject necklace that she that is was her grandma's. Uh, and she looks at it, she puts it down, and she walks into blinding white light. They filmed that once, and they're going to use it every time she enters for a match. And I'm like, couldn't you have filmed it four times and then just picked one at random to use so it's not the same exact her walking toward the camera, looking at the thing, putting it down, looking this way and walking that way every single time? Because it just... it 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 immediately looks like 
crap. Just don't do that. No, it's terrible. It's spoon-fed like Magic Spoon. J.W. Pringle asking, what Magic Spoon box did she get that brooch from? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also just James Nepper chiming in, complimenting the Blue Chew to Wendy Chew segue. Mm-hmm. We're professionals here, yeah. okay? Oh, absolutely. Um, I broached this with my friend who is more into anime than I am because I really don't follow that world, but it's my understanding that this is basically Sailor Moon. Yeah. Um, And I was like, told her that the presentation made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that true to anime? And she made a really great point that yes, it is. And that doesn't make it any better. Like mm-hmm. that is something that people are advocating for in the mm-hmm. anime circles to also change. Because it doesn't add anything to the story and is a weird kind of like fetishizing thing. So um, I just wanted to bring that up because she knows a lot more about it than me. And also I thought that was a very logical thought of like, yes, it's true. Doesn't mean it should be in the presentation. Um, Hate the, I think the transformation idea is cool. It's better than face paint appearing in my opinion. Um, Like I, I like the idea that the transformation just happens before you go out there and then you're this person right the entire match there doesn't need to be like any weird lights out nonsense any of that like i love that idea um but the the production around it needs to be cleaned up right um uh, mark lost was supposed to be uh, supposed to be sir sir moon i like that sir moon is good um as Saray is fighting evil by moonlight, winning love by daylight, never running from a real fight. She is the one named Sailor Moon. Uh, that, because I don't follow Sailor Moon, just makes me think of the uh, It's Always Sunny episode with the day man and the night man. Um, it's true. It also makes me think of, because I also don't follow um, Sailor Moon, but it may, it makes makes me feel like, uh, it makes me remember uh, the classic South Park episode, Good Times with Weapons. <laughs> where they all, where the kids all become anime characters. Uh, it's <laughs> it's incredible. Cartman was my favorite. <laughs> yes, uh, of course. Um, but um, but she won, and good for her. I really like Saray. I just I feel like the 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 it's difficult because I just I don't know. It's just a weird thing that that very young girls are sexualized in Japan because you know the age of consent is thirteen there, so everything's fair game but um but it just it just feels weird with the whole schoolgirl uniform thing just feels weird she could be anything else she could be a regular human adult 25 year old looking person who then transforms into a superhero you could do that and it wouldn't be as weird for me anyway are you saying she'd be almost a superhero i would yeah she would almost i will say uh this match was very good though like i i yeah. think in in ring wise i think they worked very well together yeah. uh and dakota just tends to stand out as one of the most psychologically sound wrestlers male or female i just every match i find something very smart that she does and having it combined with this kind of she's losing it gimmick mm-hmm. is is fun because it's almost like she's a little bit more in the ring and evil genius than she is um, just pure crazy. So, but in general, it's it's not only just the way that they rebooted this character, it's that they didn't need to. Like what she did before was fine. And this yeah. is this is over and over again. We saw Damian Priest did not need a reboot. He was over like Rover. She, she was basically this character in the ring before. 
There was no need. Authentic. Yeah. There was no reason to give her a like a not so secret identity. Like it's like you know, like the idea, like uh, we got this guy who wrestles like Superman. We need to make sure he's Clark Kent whenever he's not in the ring. It's a dumb thing to do. Just have him be Superman. I don't know. That's weird. A very public identity is just a funny idea. <laughs> Um, by day, I am exactly who yeah. you think I am, and by night, yeah. I am exactly who you, who I told you yeah. I am. My my idea that they should just film more takes to before they have, so it doesn't look like it's the exact same yeah. thing every time she comes out. Well, crazy Chris five seventy six says, well, it would take more budget cuts or releases to film more takes because they only made a billion dollars last year, so they don't have the money to film more takes. That's true. I guess they could release Ali. To free up that budget. Yeah, that's but true. I will say one thing that they do not lack in WWE is camera cuts. So I yeah. think they could probably figure could it out. Figure out a way to do that. Boy, oh boy, do they have a lot of camera cuts over there yeah. in WWE? Uh, uh, Luis says the age of consent in Japan is what? And I would say Google it. Uh, it absolutely is because the penal code was established in 1907 and the law hasn't been changed. Since 1907, I feel like it's time to change the law. I feel like it's time to change the law. That's just I, me personally speaking as somebody who doesn't isn't Japanese or from there, never been there. Just feels like, just hypothetically, it might be time to yeah, change the law. Like lifespans have changed yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Alex fought the law and it ended in a distraction finish. <laughs> <laughs> so um, later, we saw Dakota Kai walking backstage and she's hurt from her match with Saray. Saray, by the way, has the best looking Saito suplex ever. She just so great directly on their head. That's um, like a thing in Japan. If you don't watch a lot of Japanese yeah. wrestling, like they have no Ooh, regard for their necks no, no, or no, their no, no, heads. No, no, no. It's just, it's just like, like I, I would like to have to have terrible cervical problems for the rest of my life. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, so Dakota Kai is walking around backstage hurt. And when he chews, says, "Yeah, not so easy, is it?" Because um, you know you lost, and so did I. I was like, "Are we gonna get a Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu odd couple pairing for the women's Dusty Classic? Is that what what's this building to?" I actually I'm don't sure. hate that idea. I actually don't hate that either. Because they um, both can go, and they're both kind of wackadoos in their own way. Both kind of wackadoos. They're both kind of wackadoos. Here, speaking of wackadoo, Kate, um, we got. A, I love that they called it this, a championship summit. <laughs> like they're meeting at Camp David to solve to solve Middle East peace. Um, like a championship summit between Santos Escobar, who looks resplendent in his white suit. Oh, he looks the, with, so great. With the two guys behind him. And you could tell like, like um, Mendoza is the straight, is the straight, the straight, uh, the, um, the straight shot guy. Who's, who's got a full suit and tie and ever? And then Joaquin Wilde is, is the wild card, you know, pun intended, with his open throat suit and his, his like shiny black suit. Like they've they've given each of these guys in this weird little crime syndicate their own identity just by what they're wearing. And then of course we have uh um uh what what the hell's her name? Electra Lopez. She's standing <laughs> back there looking very very you know regal and everything. It's a really cool thing. I keep looking at these guys and they're like. These guys are wasted here. Like just go up just, just, just go to obvious. SmackDown and take over the mid card. Like put the damn t- icy title on him. Let him actually defend it 
or 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 make people have to go through his guys to get a title shot. Yeah, That's but they a- don't play guitar. How are you supposed to have the icy title if nobody? In we the we don't know. Maybe 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 uh, maybe Vince would have them go up there and they could form a mariachi band because <laughs> it would be very culturally sensitive for him to do that. <laughs> don't give them ideas. Yeah. He would 100% do that. He would. Um, them versus the bloodline would be great, but you know, you just, you can't waste Goldberg. No. You can't. Um. That's, <laughs> it's my sarcastic look. My parents who watch this know it well. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Luis says, Alex, no, don't give those bastards any ideas. Ding, ding, ding. Joe Pearl does it all the time too. That um, so, uh, I I really like that. Like um, like Braun Breaker is out there going like, "Listen, I respect you. I already said that. But next week, I'm gonna beat you, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna become I'm gonna stay the champion. Now we all know how these contract signings go. How about how about we flip over this table and get to brawling right now? I was like, I just love this kid. I just love how he's like, he's like, no, I, I've watched wrestling before. I know how this goes. I'm not like a veteran or anything, but I know what the hell this is. Let's just, let's flip over the table and start fighting. Might I call you back to a CM Punk segment where he was talking to Johnny Ace and said, good God, even your contract signings are boring and then called for a pier six brawl. It reminded me of that. And if you guys didn't know this, I actually uh, am a fan of CM Punk. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I reference him every episode of every show. Yeah. That um, was great, though. And it, it gave me the same feeling of that, of like, I like when you acknowledge that contract signings are largely boring and stupid. Yeah. Like, I get it. Um, so. Uh, He's also a Steiner. Just gonna. I don't yeah. know if anybody's mentioned that. If you come out barking, you got to call yourself a Steiner. I know yeah. we say it every week, but like, come on, man. He says, he just says, who, 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 who. Um, so, uh, we got then, uh, Dolphin Ziggler. Dolphin Ziggler. Oh, I love the Dolphin Ziggler with his straightened hair. He's very handsome. It's very, it's very important, you know, that they, that his original given name was of course, Adolf Ziggler. So they changed it because they didn't want it to be close, so close to the Nazi thing. So they changed that, you know. To Dolphin. To Dolphin, because that's much more nice. It is much nicer. He was a part of that spirit squad, you know. Um, so I uh, on the on this on the Fightful Select show, I've come to start, start calling um, uh, uh, Ziggler and Rude as Riggler and Zood uh, because they're just interchangeable losing people. Uh, they were on a they taped a match for main event last night, and oh how I wish Ziggler had taken the pin. He didn't. Rude did, but they lost to Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, who I believe last won a match in the year 2020. Like, they never win anything, but they beat Riggler and Zood, spoiler alert, on an episode of Main Event last night. Spoiling Main Event for people? So Dolph Ziggler is on a hot one. He's on a win streak. You you just can't deny how hot this guy is, so that's why they gotta bring him down to NXT to to have him feud with the top guy and get a title shot. Now I'm not 
necessarily opposed to to the idea of of Dolph selling and bumping for Braun Breaker. You couldn't like have him deserve a title shot in any possible way, like for you know like what have you done for me lately type stuff. Like because like hey look at I've I've won all these titles yeah like I don't know during the Bush administration like it's been I've been a long damn time I know it's not that long but it feels like it's been that I think honestly like didn't he win his first title his only WWF title like it was that long ago like like it no was, it was the E but I will say I'm saying I, it's a joke he came back. WrestleMania has come back to New Jersey again since he won it the night after WrestleMania. <laughs> like it's come back to the same state. It's been it's been a bit a minute. Now I think I think Dolph is great. I really do. I think he's he can be really really great. The last great feud or match or anything I remember him having where there was a shot that he might win it was in 2016 when he had that excellent Intercontinental Championship feud with The Miz. That's no, been didn't six he years. he win the first brand split Universal, or like the first SmackDown title, right? Was that before he, that? He No, the, what, he he won a, a five-pack challenge or whatever to uh, to to have a match with, with, with Ambrose at SummerSlam that year in 2016. Okay. But nobody in their right mind thought he was going to win it. Nobody in their right mind thought he was going to win it when he had those matches with Kofi or or Drew McIntyre. Like, I know he's been a a tag champion since then, but Vince doesn't care about tag team wrestling. Like, he's he's not presented as the type of guy who has that cachet that he can just walk into NXT and be like, I give me a title shot. Here's where, here are a couple of things that I like. I get where you're coming from, and I agree, but... Winning and losing doesn't matter. I know, but it should. I know, and we should call that out until it does again. Like, it's important that we do that. But I'll say this. If you're coming to a developmental program from the main roster, not that that should hotshot you to a title necessarily, but you should be more important. If Aaron Judge goes down to double A, it should be assumed that I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Right. So... I kind of like give it that lead way a little bit. Yeah. And the other thing was in the promo, he called out his, he was like, I might lose 99 matches out of a hundred, but we all know what I can do in the ring. I <laughs> actually fucking loved that because all of that is true. He loses constantly. And I'm a, I'm a Ziggler Mark. So I'm like biased here, but like he's incredible in the ring. And I think it's really smart to have him, do this because I think he's a very much like AJ Styles, even though I didn't love that they did it. He is another caliber wrestler where putting him with people to see what they can do is a very smart thing. It's a good measuring stick about where someone is in their in-ring ability right away. And I think Breaker's already proven himself a lot, but I think Ziggler's gonna sell like Shawn Michaels for him. Uh, maybe too much, maybe like at SummerSlam, we'll see how it goes. But I think, um, like, I think it's good to have, if you're going to do this, if you're going to take people from the main roster and send them down, 
it's going to be people that aren't in important programs, let's be honest, because they're, they're going to come down here and do this. And I think they're sending the right people to get a temperature on where they're at. Yes, I suppose you're right. So that's the disgusting upside I had to create with this. But <laughs> Legato, I loved a lot of what he did here because he yeah. was just, he called out, I'll let you take back over about the Champa stuff. But right. I loved that he called out Champa being like, oh, you were his best friend and now you're trying to take his title from him? Like, Legato did great in this. I love him calling Breaker a young champion. I've mentioned it before. I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, it he just has so much swag. Just call him up to the main roster. Like, there's not a lot for him to do here. Yeah. Call them um, up, because they work yes. as an act. Yeah, they really do. Um, so, uh, we, you know, Ziggler just walking down like he owns the joint. Um, uh just coasting on on his accomplishments of yesteryear. Who does he think he is? Goldberg says Money Mark. No, wrestling. Um, Ziggler can actually wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's true. Yeah, he he can. Um, uh, you know, it's and that, it, a natural talker in this too. Like, sure. sorry to cut you off. Like even the stuff he did about the crowd, like with Champa. No, I'll talk about that in a second. So so Champa interrupts this. To come down because he isn't like how Ziggler is talking about you know just being here. It's like it's and Champa, Champa, Champa walks in uh, and he just he immediately come like because because I like that uh, uh, Breaker had stood up from the from the table before. So like Champa assumes the little office chair, sits in it, and rolls it right up to Ziggler and gets in his face. Hey kid, can I call you kid? Um, and uh, which is funny because like uh, Ziggler is five years older than him. <laughs> and if Champa hadn't dyed his beard black to to make Vince think he was young enough to be called to the main roster, he would look about ten years older than Dolph Ziggler, which Correct. I think is funny. Um, but uh, but he they, they get in a back and forth like, what the hell are you doing here? All this kind of stuff. And and um, and Ziggler says, so you you say you say, you say he says you. Chapa says, you come into my home and disrespect us. Well, I'm not going to have that. It's like, you call this place your home. It's the same 300 Florida people who show up here every week and chant your name. This is your home? And like, yeah, I I do I do think that, that, that pre-pandemic, there was a, a real discussion behind closed doors of like, every couple of months let's go on the road for like four weeks and film stuff in front of in small arenas in front of actual crowds because we can travel because people forget like how big the nxt brand still was going into that season of mania like like they were big like people were super into them they could have actually been something by now were it not for the pandemic and then the pandemic kind of ruined everything for everybody. And then they were like, hey, let's rebrand the 2.0. And now it's like laughable they could ever take this anywhere. But like, but at it's, the time they were. It continues to puzzle me that AEW made a star in Hangman Page during a pandemic and WWE ruined all three brands that they had. Like it blows my mind that aw built a champion over like 18 months yeah in a pandemic when there were no crowd reactions and wwe effectively killed 
any creative respect that they could have garnered in that time. Right. Like it, it, it. I'm call me an AEW Homer. I don't really care because that is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were going to send somebody from Raw to do a match, um, uh, with 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 Breaker and have it mean something, like really mean something. The guy you send, who's not doing anything right now, is Finn Balor. Because he was just there recently. And he left right before Breakaker showed up on the scene. So him coming back and saying, like, you know what? I'm not doing anything on Mondays right now. But I like that shiny thing you're carrying on your shoulder, kid. I'd like... And and Ciampa can, can be like, hold up, hold up. You don't get to come back in here whenever you feel like it and get a title shot. And you could have that same energy. Keep that same energy. You could have that same energy between them that he's got with Dolph, but it wouldn't feel like it was a bolt out of the blue. You know what I mean? It would actually feel like it actually meant something. Whatever. Yeah, but they don't. We have, we have to talk about this thing because honestly, when this happened, I must have missed it. But um, there was a retort that uh, that Champa gave to uh, to San Jose Escobar. When San Francisco set up and said, what the hell is happening here? Which I liked. He's like, I am having this match. Me. This is my match. I don't know what the two of you are even doing out here. Um, and what, what are you even, like? You're his friend last week, but now you want his title. All that kind of stuff. And I guess Champa must have said, because I'm, I'm, I must have stepped out of the room or something. He says, uh, he called him homeboy. And he said, comprende, amigo. <laughs> And and Jose Flores uh, tells me to go off on it. I didn't hear it. If that's what he said, which I have no, no reason to doubt you, yeah, that's stupid and lame and, and ridiculous. And to be expected when people, like, I, I don't know if Ciampa's able to, like, go out there and just come up with shit on the fly. He can make it sound like it if they're actually giving him a script, like he's not being given a script. So maybe that was something that actually... They were. They told him to say that line in particular, but Jose Flores says it's lame, racist shit, and yeah, it's it's lame, lazy, stereotypical. Like I'm like it's a dumb thing for him to say. It's just, also just not something he would say. Like at the end of the no, day. like I mean, comprende amigo is at homeboy is like I don't know is whatever. Um, uh, I, I mean like. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, like they would have given him something to say that might be worse than that. And he's like, uh, can I, can I say this instead? Like, honestly, cause who knows what the hell they would have given him to say, like, you know, things like, Oh, is it not okay for him to say this racist slur? No, it's not okay uh, for him to say that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. So, uh, Oh my, whatever. Shotkey 29 says, uh, New name for standard deliver is fail and disappoint. Sit and yawn if it's going to be the pre-show tonight one of WrestleMania. Oh boy! So um, that's Ziggler... too much wrestling. That's too yeah, much wrestling today. I'm obsessed with wrestling, and WrestleMania alone was too much. Ziggler and Champa come to blows, and and Champa uh, beats him. Uh, up the ramp and out of sight as Legato gangs up on Breaker and puts him through the table. Um, and this Santos was smart, gets, I thought. This was smart. I thought it was smart. Uh, and I thought it was smart to like have Ciampa be extra angry at um, at Ziggler for calling out that Ciampa is a hero to 300, the same 300 people. Loved that. 
I that mean, is how you do a you pro people promo without saying you people because yeah. it simultaneously shits on Champa and the it the 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 delivery made it be like oh you 300 people that show up here week after week are so pathetic like is i loved that i thought that was gangbusters and i want that match because those are that's going to be a i'm assuming of we're getting that next week Ooh. and then ziggler will pick up the victory yeah. maybe maybe through chicanery maybe not i hope not i hope they're actually going to show us that ziggler can still go and actually win matches on his own so, wouldn't that be nice that would but be neat. um uh yeah, I I think him getting a victory over Champa, hopefully a clean one at, at Vengeance Day, puts him in prime position to be a guy who comes down and and faces uh, Braun Breaker at Stand and Deliver or uh, fail and disappoint. I think uh, both of those matches would be great. There's something about Ziggler and Champa because I never would have thought of it, and they're so different and so good at the worlds that they operate in that I am actually legit hyped for that match. It has absolutely nothing to do with this new era of NXT at all, right, right. but I am here for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mark Losper says, I like Dolph Ziggler more than most, although his politics are complete trash. Well, you could say that about most wrestlers, but what's the calculus here? This brand is in the toilet. Dolph Ziggler will send up, will save us. Yes, instead of send hook, it's send Dolph. Just send Dolph and everything Dolph. will be fine. They're taking great in-ring wrestlers who are not involved in the storyline that means anything and putting them in NXT to, I think, feel out where stars are. It's not the most compelling thing. I think they've given up on it being a rating spike. I don't think anyone's expecting that from it. It's not the worst idea in the world. It's it's also not the best one. Um, I, I think they are... Uh, Slow, slow building the the uh, NX the rest of the NXT kids to be ready to face Braun, which is kind of like I, I, honestly I was sure they were just gonna have Grayson Waller beat LA Knight and then cut a promo about how he does de deserves a, a title match and get a title match versus Braun Breaker at at Stand and Deliver. And they're probably going to call up Braun Breaker because Lord knows the main roster needs an infusion of youth and he's big and strong and can talk. And so, yeah, he'd probably be the main roster sooner than later. So I thought they were going to do that, but I guess they're keeping him down there longer because Dolph's not winning the title to stay in NXT to send the kid up to the main roster. Yeah. So we're just going to keep doing this for a while, I guess. I guess it's like... I think, I think Braun is a post mania before SummerSlam maybe dethrones Roman situation. I I I want to believe it. I want to believe it. I do. I, I just think like he won the title too close to Mania that dropping it to somebody isn't going to make sense and I think he's going to drop it to Carmelo which will be great. Um I would be I would be I would be surprised if that's the the route they went. Really? You think yeah. Carmel is going to get called up like around the same no, time? No, no, just... I, I think he'll be called up. I think he's probably going to have a, a a long North American title reign. Um, and uh, God, if he's not called he up immediately, drop to Grayson. I think I I honestly believe they are they're priming Grayson Waller, Grayson to, Waller. Be, to be the heel with a a big dumb sidekick who gets in the way a lot, and they'll just have the the thing about it is is they love having 
uh, heels that are champions um, that that uh, that lose uh, by DQ or win via distraction uh, or cheat cheat to win over and over again, and and they become uh, immediately uh, insufferable to watch because you just know the same terrible booking is going to happen in every match and they're never ever going to give them a clean victory to make you believe well maybe this person isn't trash maybe this person actually might be good no you're going to give them the same terrible booking with distraction finishes and cheating and disqualifications and stuff and you're never going to suitably build the correct baby face to chase the title. So it's just going to be a series of terrible matches where the, where you know what's going to happen and you never actually legitimize the heel champion's reign. But we'll get to that when I talk about the main event segment. So. Yeah. Um, I'm just so confused. I thought for sure we were going to get like a bunch of women called up. I don't know what the tag team titles even are for the women. Like, there's some that have run their course in NXT, and the main roster is is thin for the men, too. But, man, oh, man, is it thin for the women. And uh, I, I don't understand why you don't have... Like, Ronda Rousey should be facing Shayna Baszler in my head, and the four horsewomen should have their fatal four-way. And, th- and then what? What? Like I, I'm at a loss for what they're doing with the women's division. Yeah, it's not great. Um, Mark Losper talking about my prediction of Grayson Waller becoming the next NXT champion. Hold up, hold up. So the blonde goes over. Then we get the big guy who can't work, and now we get some racial insensitivity on the home of Jacket Time. The this is the ghost of Mark because I have been felled by all the feathers in the world. <laughs> Um, uh, hi, Ghost Mark. Jay, Jay Blood says, uh, Dolph is still talking because he, he does have a chance, a, a tendency to be long winded, and this is me noticing that. Um, so oh, I thought he was good here, I didn't think I know, it was that bad, but he, he does, he does, and and this again is coming from me, he does <laughs> use 15 words where five could do, <laughs> like, that's, that's fair. Just, yeah. Um, I think I, I liked that it was offset by Chomp because he's the opposite, yes, that is true. So that was good. Um, so uh, this this trick in Carmelo segment uh, uh, very much had the vibes of what the hell is that thing that LeBron James does where he like gets a bunch of like celebrities and rappers and other athletes in a barber shop and just with with twelve cameras everywhere and they just talk <laughs> about shit like this like were you trying to do that and like it honestly. All, all credit to them. It felt like Carmelo and probably Trick had this idea, this is what we want to do. And it felt like somebody said, all right, go for it. Let's, yeah. Let's let's see what happens. Because this, this had zero Bruce Pritchard anywhere in it to me. This just felt like these guys actually talking yes. with their friends. Yes, uh, HBO's The Shop. That's what it's called. Thank yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's called um, The Shop. Uh, this is yeah. a, this is when trick is best. Yeah. Just chilling. Just chilling talking. Like um trick there's... Tri- trick just just chilling and talking with his friends is is an eminently re- relatable guy no matter what your background. Trick trying so hard to cut the fastest promo ever 
is is it's just a little extra for me. Yes. Uh, and in general, oh man, I was going to tweet something, but I didn't want to deal with people. But I was going to say, <laughs> I actually think, I'll just piss off everyone in the chat, that Ronda Rousey would be better in AEW than WWE. Because the coolest things that she's ever had, stick with me on this, the coolest things that she's ever said have not been in a WWE ring. Mm-hmm. They've been around fights where she's... Mm-hmm. Just talking shit. Like, that's been the best stuff. The stuff she said about Kim Kardashian, which I won't repeat. But, like, all of her most fiery comments came when there was no script. And I think if someone said, hey, here's these bullet points. Go out here and, like, riff on this. I feel like she would crush it and she should always be a heel. Don't get me started. I feel like Trick might be one of those guys where the more structure you try and give him, the worse it is. And not everyone's like that. A lot of people need a lot of guidance and we're at the developmental level. So I'm assuming it's the most micromanaged you could possibly be right. rather than I think a Sami Zayn probably just does whatever the hell he wants at this point. Uh, but I, I I feel like Trick, if they just let him off the leash a little bit more, would would just be more natural. That's what I, I learned yeah. from this segment. Yeah. Uh, Luis still reminding us uh, the worst things that Rhonda has ever said also happened outside WWE. So oh, yeah. It's a double. You, you, you live by the Ronda Rousey unscripted comments. You die by the Ronda Rousey unscripted comments. You never know when, if you didn't give her a script, she might be like, well, Sandy Hook never happened. You never know if she'll just come out and say something like that, which, you know, might be a bad thing to say. The bullet points would be good. Yeah. I think if she stuck to the bullet points, we'd be in good shape. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, um, uh, oh, and, and the, the battle to one jam beard saying, uh, as much as I hate, uh, Dan Lambert, someone like him paled with a heel rousey in AEW would work so well. Um, yeah. Paul yeah. Paul um, Heyman should have been managing rousey at the gate. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and Losper says, uh, this makes sense. AEW has proven that they have a blind spot about people's pasts. I could see it. So yeah, you never know. Uh, but but anyway, this is about uh, Trick and Carmelo. Um, I thought this was a really good way of just like just getting to see Carmelo in his natural environment, and he's a much more relatable person. He doesn't feel like he doesn't feel like a a, a heel cutting a promo on the baby face. He feels like a guy who's super confident in his ability. I love that he actually said, "Listen, C- Cameron Grimes is talented, but he's talented over there. I'm at the top, and I think that just it just it makes it." When, when did we ever lose the art of you put over your opponent so that when you beat them, you look better? Like, you suck. You don't you don't belong in the ring with me. And then if you beat them, what did you accomplish? Like, you put over the person you're about to fight so that when you beat them, that means something. That um, is something Bailey is unbelievable at. Absolutely unbelievable at. Uh, agreed entirely. I also appreciate when things... I like it when wrestlers sound like you've heard other people talk before. Cause I've never heard anybody in this world say, I don't miss mm-hmm. like 900 times every, like right. I never went out to like hang out with one of my friends, go to dinner. And they were like, Elise don't miss. And then two weeks later I saw her and she was like, Elise don't miss like, right. and no, nobody talks like that. Yeah. 
But that's just because we're like, you bitch, the whole time. Yeah, it's true. When we go to um, dinner. To counteract this, we got a, a, a video package thing, a, a, a pre-tape or whatever, of Cameron Grimes walking through a trail trailer park in Cameron, North Carolina. There's a really cool establishing drone shot of the water tower that says Cameron on it. Like, it's a really cool thing of like, this is where I grew up. I, I've been through some stuff or whatever. And I thought this was a really relatable promo too. I was like, this is where I've come through. And just what I've come through in NXT, um, you know, like I, I've, I've been beaten down and all this kind of stuff. I also had to adapt. And I love that like when they show... I had to adapt faster than anybody is 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 showing him uh, getting chased out of a haunted house by a zombie referee. And I was like, I forgot about that. That is funny. Look, that is tough to do. <laughs> that's, that's a that's, lot of adaptation. That's a tough, that's a tough one. Um, but I, uh, I thought this was really effective. Uh, he acknowledged that he is still has all that money that he won with the GameStop stonks, uh, but he's not flaunting it as much anymore. But he's still like, all these cars and the and the money and everything. That's my. But what what's the thing I want more than anything? Championship gold. The moon. And, and well, he wants the moon. Too. <laughs> he also wants the moon. Um. But I, I thought this was this was good. And like I'm looking forward to this match. I don't think Cameron Grimes is going to win, but I think the match is going to be great. Um. And I hope hope that when Carmelo wins, he wins by himself. Like he wins just by being a great wrestler, because sometimes the bad guy is the better wrestler that night. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing that I just that's that's one of my all that's one of my like rules about wrestling. Sometimes the bad guy is just better that night. That's it. WWE never likes to book that kind of stuff. They always have to cheat. It's like just that was why Kenny Omega was such a great heel champion, because he was so damn good. Like that was he would beat people like you can't beat him he's dead. and when he had to cheat it meant something that he had to cheat ding 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 if you cheat all the time then, you suck. then what does it matter what does it matter when you have to cheat yeah you cannot call yourself the best if you can't ever win that's right it's that's stupid right. yeah like I think about oh, man the match that surprised me most at full gear was MJF and Darby Allen mm-hmm. and he just won right yeah like. And it was great. And he, you can, you can cheat psychologically without cheating in a match. You can play within the rules of a wrestling match and still cheat, like yeah. in little ways. Um, so that that's just that's what I prefer. I think you look like a weak champion if you have to cheat constantly. Well, Mark Losber says uh, he he points out that my favorite Chris Jericho always says, "If you didn't beat somebody, you beat nobody." You have to build your opponent or else it's worthless. Um, I think I think Jericho has, has a fantastic mind for the sport of professional wrestling. I think he can't he can't like uh take himself out of that equation. It's like, right, the right thing for the sport of wrestling would be this. However, that's the wrong thing for Chris for Chris Jericho. So we're gonna do something else. That that's that's personally my own thing about him. Anyway, we got earlier in the night. We got a Duke Hudson thing where it it just like the, the shot showed up and it's Mackenzie Mitchell there to interview Duke Hudson and he's standing there like this. And it was just the what? weirdest thing that he was like In just the standing world. there with his, with his chest puffed out. Uh, he used to wear a gold LeMay Aladdin vest for no reason. Now he doesn't own a shirt. 
And I feel like like there's no reason if you're gonna cut a promo, um, uh, you know, or do an interview, you you have to be shirtless. He didn't have a match. No. Um, apparently Dante Chen was supposed to call him out tonight, but that never happened. I don't know if that was a thing where he wasn't cleared or whatever, but um, but then he gives his little thing about being Duke Hudson. Uh, Duke Hudson is good. Duke Hudson is going to win, I think is what he said. And then he says, uh, good luck, um, Indy, on your, uh, on your tag match next week, specifically calls her out. And of course, I was like, "Oh no, they're gonna do a stupid love triangle thing with Indian Persia. Are they gonna break up Indian Persia over a misunderstanding about a guy? Are they gonna break up Indian Dexter over this?" I... And I'm like, "No, please don't do that." Out of those options, I like Indian Dexter breaking up because one of them is a serial killer. So there's just automatic intrigue with that. But he's a serial killer with a heart of gold. Oh, I know. But it's just a more intriguing He's, he's a very nice boy who's just got you weird hobbies like my third husband. Like that Tony D'Angelo. I'm telling you, he's up to no good. Oh, no, he's good. He's a good boy. He always gets me my salami sandwich. Um, uh, But <laughs> I mean... Why was he? I expected there to be a TV that he was watching the way he was standing. It was very odd. It was like how wrestlers watch television from yeah, the side. There might have been a TV. I didn't over like there. this. And Duke Hudson's great. I didn't understand why he had no clothes. I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did somebody burn them? Are they playing a prank? I don't I feel, know. I kind of feel bad for Duke Hudson. So, um, Indy is talking on the phone to Dexter. Hey, when I get home. Well, let's have a bubble bath together or something. I can't wait. She gets out of the phone and, and Persia walks up and she says, huh, who are you talking to? Duke? Like, no, I was talking to Dexter. Are you sure? Because Duke mentioned you in his promo thing and didn't talk to me even though I'm sweet on him. Oh, no, this is just so bad. Why are we doing this? I like these two women. I think they're really good together and they're really good wrestlers. Why do we have to do this? Don't do this. This is bad. And then... Uh, Gigi and JJ show up and uh, one of them pulls out a photo of Duke and Indy Hartwell and I'm like I, I, they're both Australian isn't it possible they knew each other at some point or, or, or talked about hey where are you from in Australia I'm from this and somebody took a picture of them like having a picture next to somebody in public does not prove you have a sexual relationship with that person it is a very weird thing. Also, I love that they pulled out an actual photograph. Me too. And that wasn't like it was on so their delightfully phone. old school. Like I, I got this actual photograph that I went to the photo mat and got. I had one of those disposable cameras, and I went to CVS and they had it in two hours. And yeah. then I came over here. I think we should call Gigi and JJ GJ. Nice. And GJ is good. GJ is good, right? GJ. They're the better part of this anyway. Um, you forgot the part where they threw each other into the lockers. Over no, I didn't. I, I had I hadn't gotten that yet. Oh, they, okay. they pulled out the picture, and that was the impetus for them to like. Oh, really? Are you sure that you're not you're not secretly sleeping with the girl, the guy that your best friend has a crush on? Because we're all sixteen. Here's a picture that proves it, which doesn't. And then there's a big brawl. Uh, they smashed it into the lockers, and the way that they shot the scene um, was with these very um, 
dramatic lights that are shining directly at the scene from behind, from out, out the sides. And the entire time they're, they're, they're for the first, I don't know, 20 seconds they're brawling, you can see people's shadows standing in front of the lights still, waiting for their cue to rush in and break it up. And all of a sudden, the shadows start rubble, running rubble, toward rubble, the scene. Rubble, rubble. It was just, oh my God. Just have the people stand behind the lights, not in front of them. And then you won't also, have stupid stuff like that. What locker room is this? Because the lockers are just like in standing banks with no benches anywhere. It felt very, very high school production to me. Yeah. Um, not into this. I'm guessing that it's going to be revealed that there was no affair and this was all a ploy from GJ? I yeah. don't know. It's stupid. Um, I don't like uh, it. Yeah, so so this, this has ramifications for the rest of the evening. But now we have to talk about the most important thing here. Mandy is not in the pool today. No, that's that's true. She's not in the pool today. We'll talk about that at the end. Nikita Lyons. She did not she did not keep that same energy. She did not keep that same, same energy. energy. She did not keep it. Uh, she changed the energy. Uh, she had nunchucks. She last, last last week. She was a she was a white girl rapper, and this week she she was swinging nunchucks around, doing working the heavy bag, throwing high kicks, and um, uh, I, uh, I. Uh, why couldn't she be this from the beginning? Like curvy kickboxer, karate master, nunchucks lady is way more compelling to me than terrible white girl rapper. And it's way better than somehow both things because the you can't do like, so uh, Nikita Lyons has two gimmicks. One of them is this thing. And the other is the exact opposite of that thing. And I don't think those two things work together. She also did this whole thing. When I was touring around as a kid, I acted as a bouncer for the for the concerts we were working in, and then I would pick fights just because I could win them. And and like, I, I what? Why are we? Do, why are we doing this? Okay, so a couple things. I have to apologize to Righteous Reg because <laughs> the Grapsity fellows who we yes. love. Yeah. I love Reg so much. Yeah. I love Reg, and I need to clarify that because the actions I'm about to say are going to make you think that otherwise right. because I was very selfish. I knew that if I super chatted, love you guys, keep that same energy, he was not going to be able right. to resist going on a sure. Reg rant. Yeah. And I think he genuinely would not have talked about this. And so I was like, well, you know what? If I send a super chat, they could either skip it or they can acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And in my heart of hearts, I knew there was no way he was going to be able to skip it, even if he wanted to. So selfishly, I sent that super chat. Yeah. And we got a great uh, Reg chant. And I encourage you all to watch Grapsity because it was fantastic. So um, we're, getting, we're getting in trouble because you guys aren't sending us enough money, apparently. Sean is, Sean is angry. Because we're not getting enough money from I'm you guys. I'm sorry, did Mark Losper not already earn this additional time for us? This is what I was told. I don't Jeez, know. Please, Sean. But please give us more money. Give us more money, sir. Anyway, 
I don't send understand. Send in a super chat and a humper chat. We will read it on the air, and we will also talk about the thing you want to talk about. Um, and there's some in the queue, Jonathan. Relax. Um, I, <laughs> I think somebody backstage was like, "Hey, we never explained why she was at NXT in her terrible rap promo. We have right. to explain how and why she was a fighter a little bit." Right. Um, I don't know when she got nunchucks. I don't. She was a bouncer. Bouncers usually are at the clubs when right. you go on tour. Like you don't bring a bouncer with you on tour, right? So that makes no sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, this is still a big old miss for me. But it was cool to see her do a thing. Yeah. And to not rap and not yeah. keep that same energy because that energy was bad. That no. was low vibe. Yeah. J.W. Pringle says Nikita Lyons is effing laughable. She went from a bad rapper slash singer to to had had to learn how to fight on the road like Dalton from Roadhouse to so, so, sociopath Billy Zappa from, from Zappa Zabka from from uh, from Karate Kid. What is this? Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> Eloquent says, here's Super Chat so SRS will get off your backs. See, this is bad because it's working, but it's also good because it's working. Chris Miller <laughs> says, you are more entertaining than the actual NXT show, so you earn this. Thank you so much, guys. Thank um, you. Uh, Jay Blood says, Nikita Lyons, like our current apocalyptic timeline reaching into this weekly wrestling hell to wink at us like a nightmare from which we can't wake. Alex, Nikita people Lyons. say we're too negative, and that Super Chat happened. So it's not us, guys. <sighs> yeah. Also, the show's called Sour Grab. So if you're yeah. expecting it to be sunshine and rainbows, that's yeah, true. That's on you, pals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Losper sends in a humper chat, humperchats.com. Ah, Nikita Lyons. Just your typical white girl rapper, bouncer, roadie, martial arts genius. Tale as old as time. Just like me. Yep. That's me. Uh, I don't want to the- embarrass the Grab City Boys, which is why I'm not spitting rhymes. But I have a better mic than she had for it. <laughs> double vest and the beach got a double date. Double vest is trying to help the beach get double the, the walk vest, over. Double date. No. Oh, no. Um, so so behind them we can see uh that they're uh that that uh, the the TikTok tag team is standing sitting over there. And so come on, go over there and ask her. And so uh, the beach goes over and says, hey, so uh, what are you guys doing for Valentine's Day? Uh, what are you doing for Valentine's Day, Caden? And then uh, Casey's like, we always have fun with you guys. Let's double date. And the beach is like, uh, yeah, okay. And uh, Double Vest is like, you're blowing it, pal. And so they're going to have a double, double date next week uh, on the show. Yeah, they're uh, not going to get a second date because he's a little bitch. She did all the work for him and he can't even accept the date. Ladies who are watching, don't. Don't put up with the... Assert your standards. We're not doing this. Yeah. Um, Lame. Mark Losper says, was there any wrestling on this show? A little bit. We'll get to it. The opener was great. The opener was fantastic. Um, And and, uh, the next... Saray and Dakota. Saray and Dakota was, was, was pretty good. Um, and the, the next match was better than I thought it was going to be. 
Uh, NFA, uh, Idris NFA and Blade versus uh, and Malik Blade versus MS, MSK. Uh, I thought Malik Blade and Idris NFA showed uh, more than I than I thought they could or would in this match. Um, but at, we all knew MSK was going to win. At least you thought that there might have been more bracket busting. Um, I was nervous. I know. Um, <laughs> we're coming up on on March Madness. Uh, this is not, they are not bracket busters. The only reason they got into the tournament was because they got their asses kicked too hard and they had to stop. This would be like if there was a play-in game for the NCAA tournament and one team was losing by 75 points. So the refs stopped it and awarded the victory to the team that was losing by 75 points. That's not what a bracket buster is. That's no, stupid. but that's what WWE is. Yes, that's true. This I, was a good match. I actually quite was, enjoyed this, this match. This was a this was a this was a good match. And I think Idris especially has showed yes. showed up in this. I, I really yes. liked this, and I think uh, he has a bright future. Yes. And MSK was good, and the right team won. And the finals of this are gonna they're gonna. Um, um uh so we are beautiful we are we, are, <laughs> we have such great we harmonize uh, so well the harmonies we you're keep a soprano same. and i am a a, a baritone a bass. baritone <laughs> got a nice earthy baritone you know quality. what we do is we keep that same energy we keep that same, same energy. energy keep that same, same. energy <gasps> Whoever sends in the regal reps, you need to send in one that's just whatever Nikita Lyons was doing. Uh, no. Yes. No. Okay. You're welcome. Um, I know I'm who glad, that is. I'm glad I missed K1. There, there were a couple of false finishes, including one that was too false. Like, Wesley did not get in in time, and uh, uh, Nash Carter had to kick out of something he was not supposed to kick out of. Um, I'm sorry, I just saw. Oh shit, Sean is in the chat from Luis in our yeah, document. Yeah, <laughs> just just letting us know. Um, no, we're not good enough. We're not good enough, people. Um, so, uh, I, I that was that that was that was the one that was the one thing about the match. I was like, yeah, you gotta get in in time to break yes. up the pinfall. Yeah, because that was that was bad. Because it was like, they were like, was that three? Was that three? Because it was three. The ref had to stop his hand. Because Nash Carter also didn't kick out in time. Like, and they tell you, you gotta actually call it as a shoot. You gotta actually count it. Yeah. But they did not want to do that. Because this is a match where you can't do that. Yeah. That's a tournament <laughs> match. Um, but MSK versus the Creeds is going to be great. Um, uh, for, for, the, for, the, uh, for the right to face Imperium. Uh, that'll that's gonna be very very good. Thank you, Antoine, for the super chat for Kalex and SRS for audio yeah. edits after twelve. Yeah, Look, true. Mark Losper emptied his savings account to buy he an did. extra half hour. It would, it would be di- it would be disrespectful of us. It would if we did not go the full extra half hour. It would if we don't go two twenty nine twenty nine. Yeah, that's an insult to Mark Losper. Yeah. Um. So uh here we go. Here's the main event. Started out the night with Mandy Rose doing this little 
pre-tape thing promo package where she talks about how uh she's um she's really really good like not only is she super hot and everything but she's also really really good i beat raquel gonzalez to become champion then i took out cora jade i've gone through everybody and there shows her like hitting moves on people in tag matches because the one time that she actually def defended the titles correct me if i'm wrong was in that triple threat and whatever the hell that was and she only won that because it was the worst ever possible roll-up attempt that she countered by Cora Jade. Yeah. That so was New Year's she Eve won. The, anyway, she says how good she is and all this kind of stuff. And I'm the baddest bitch in the world. Um, but like you won the title because Raquel Gonzalez got hit in the back of the head with a shovel. With a shovel. That was how you won the title. Oh, Halloween Havoc. That's when that was. Halloween Havoc. And then the only time you defended it since October was in a triple threat match where you countered the worst roll-up attempt in the history of wrestling. That was bad. That was real, real bad. Like, that that was... Kudos to you for countering a roll-up. That was it. You okay, haven't done anything but since. at least, despite the, the fact that that's not true, she, A, got out of the pool. She got out of the pool. I'm and always going to pop and, for and, that. And she is hot. And she um, is hot, but she's also good. So... Even though it's a lie, at least it's another layer. Like, so far she's been a brunette and she's yeah. been hot. Them actually yes. saying she's good is the weirdest step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's just, it's... it. And I thought to myself when I saw this promo, I was like, this isn't true. Almost everything she's saying about her in-ring prowess can be is demonstrably false. At least can be proven to have holes in it somewhere. Like the best thing you could possibly do for her and her title reign and the legitimacy of the entire women's division in NXT, which you insist on still referring to as the deepest women's division in wrestling, though that hasn't been the truth for, for months now. The best thing you could possibly do is to have her beat Kaylee Ray. Who, let's be honest, has taken pinfalls recently. I love Kaylee Ray. I wish she would have won. But if you actually are trying to, in any way, actually legitimize Mandy Rose and her title reign in the entire women's division, you gotta have Mandy Rose win on her own merits. Now, as she's walking to the ring with Gigi and JJ, with GJ, to... to to obviously interfere in the match because that's how she, she would wrestle a match. They are attacked by Indian Persia. And uh, some some guy who I did not recognize is like, you got to go to the ring, Mandy. I'm like, who's that guy? Is that guy an authority figure? Can he make matches? Anyway, um, they, 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 they ban Gigi and JJ and Indian Persia. GJ. GJ. From from the ring from the arena, they say you have to you can't be here if you leave. And Mandy Rose has to go to the ring by herself. And they start the main event with five minutes until the top of the hour. Now they always get an eight minute run, uh, an eight minute overrun, but that's still pretty pretty quick for a women's title main event. Like that's not a very long amount of time that you've given them. Oh, yeah, they get an eight-minute overrun, Sean. Yep. <laughs> so, 
I was thinking I also, to myself, there was a vignette earlier with Kaylee Ray that we have to talk about real fast because oh she's, god yes she's always in a smash room and she's like look how big and bad and intimidating I am and she hits a glass vase with a baseball bat and I was like wow what a I, woman to smash really a vase with a baseball bat. It's one of those deals that? where like, I, I, like everyone's like, you, not everyone, people have told me you should write for WWE. I was like, yeah, I'm good. But um, I don't want to work for that, work at that place. Have you seen those last door reviews? I don't want to work at that place. But um, but if I was working there, this is what I would do to, to, to punch up this segment. I would have Kaylee Ray saying, you know, you're very pretty. Like a like a like a lovely um, uh, uh, item of uh, vase made out of blown glass, but just like this glass vase, you're very fragile. Your title reign is very fragile. Look what I do to fragile things. I smash them, and like actually have her. Like, why are you smashing made things made out of glass? It doesn't make any sense unless you're doing it to prove a point. You know, like what that whatever. Anyway, and also like it was silly. That's not a show. Of, like a toddler could accidentally, yeah, swing a bat and break a vase. Um. So Mandy's walking to the ring. Anyway, um, Mandy and and Kaylee Ray have a decent little match, and and Mandy at one point gets the advantage and is holding the advantage for a while, um, and. I'm, I'm like, either Kaylee Ray wins this or somehow Mandy Rose by herself gets out of it in some way. Does she win? Does she cheat to win? Does she get herself counted out or disqualified? Either way, it's on her own merits. She, she has her own agency to thank for this. Do something. You have the opportunity to legitimize her entire title reign by having her get a actual victory by hook or by crook over a top competitor. And what did they do? They broke their own rules. You set up the rules. You said in an, in, in an update given by Mackenzie Mitchell to Vic Joseph that everybody involved in the brawl was banned from the arena. And when you say that, you tell me, okay, Mandy Rose is on her own. Let's see how she does when she's on her own. You have an opportunity to do something really great, not just for her, not just for her title ring, but for the entire division. And what do you do? You just have Gigi and JJ. You have GJ come in knock Kayla Ray off the top rope and, and get to get her disqualified. Like, it's just the laziest, stupid booking that you could just, you, why did you so dumb. create a rule to break it? That's like so dumb. All they had to do was not say that. And they could have had this ending and it wouldn't have been my favorite, but it would have made sense. I mean, uh, I would have I, I would have voted for Kaylee Ray to win because Mandy Rose was on her own. But I understand they want Mandy Rose to have a longer title reign. If that's the case, you can't have her win all no, of her title defenses by cheating. It's just stupid. This is how they're going to run it back, though. They're going to say, "Oh, well, we set up. This is this is what we're going to get a vengeance day. Is we're going to get this rematch because they're going to say." They Maybe. weren't supposed to be there, and Maybe. so it wasn't a fair shake. And now Kaylee Ray is gonna. Have I mean, I think I, I think the, the, if, the, if they're gonna add one more match, I think the one they're gonna add is Dolph versus Ciampa. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they'll add another one. I'm not sure. Maybe they have, and I just haven't I haven't seen it. But like, um, I but here's what happens: there's a beatdown of Kaylee Ray, and Io Shirai runs in and saves her. Like I said, 
And so she found the only other person in NXT as crazy as she is, and they get to stand. Um, oh, actually, it wasn't a DQ because the because the stupid ref wasn't watching. Yeah, didn't. That's right. Didn't see it. So she pinned her anyway. She just pinned her. Yeah. So oh, good. You won by cheating, even though it wasn't a disqualification. It was a disqualification with a stupid ref. You good? You buried your ref too. Great. In the process, you make your ref look bad too. Great job, guys. Great job, everybody. Just trying to um, keep up with AEW. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. So, um, so we get we're gonna get Io and Kaylee Ray in the Dusty Classic, and they're going to win it, and then they're gonna have a match versus GJ and JJ. GG GJ. GG GJ. This all just doesn't mean anything because, all right, you know what I mean, like. Then what? Because this is the first title defense, so at least they're defending them, I guess. Like, yeah. is it going to be? I'm hoping it's for the tag titles, at least. My God, no, they're 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 they're, they're yeah. Persia and <laughs> Indy have a title match next week. Okay, and then we're gonna get Raquel and Io versus GJ. No, we're gonna. Uh, Kay, I I think Kaylee Ray and Eo are, are primed to win the, the the Dusty Classic. The Dusty Classic, and then they would get a title. They would match. get a title match. Um, I think I think they beat in the finals Cora Jade and Raquel, and then that's when Raquel fully turns on Cora Jade, and then we get that for a while. Okay, which means Kaylee Ray, Eo Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Cora Jade are all going to be consumed with something else. While Mandy Rose reign lasts well into the summer. Like it's just it's just like without ever actually beating anybody, but also while still cutting promos about how how great she is as a wrestler. Like I just, just so I, I just feel like there's this huge glass ceiling over it too, because like the women's roster on the on the main roster cannot keep functioning like this either. So, like, some of these people that are losing and going out on their backs have got to go up because, like, I, I just, it's hard to invest in anything when they're in such dire need for women up top. Like, I, and because they just call people up when they feel like it, like, I, I don't have confidence that there's going to be a storyline where anyone goes out. Yeah. So, it's just, it's hard for me to even invest in that story though logical and it would make them feel like actual contenders for the titles that never get defended yeah. um because i feel like the next week they could be on the main roster especially this time of year yeah um I just feel like if, you're gonna, if you're gonna if you if you're gonna have a, t a champion like this you have to build a baby face like pick one and and build that that baby face let them actually chase don't just do this random like, oh, here's your here's your title defense of the month or of the six yeah, weeks. No, we're getting the Britt Baker reign for sure. And then Gigi is going to turn on Mandy and Gigi will win it or something. Like, I think least, it's going to come least, from an At least so. with Britt, we all know who she's eventually dropping that title. Going to lose to. But that and, also and, they're, like, and they're doing a great job of giving Thunder Rosa stuff to do while she's not in that picture while still building her to the point where she, when she gets in that picture, we're going to see that like she's going to skyrocket. I have no clue who, who any, but nobody has any clue who they're, who they're going to, who they're right now priming to be met. Is it Saray? 
is Saray going to be the next women's champion? Like, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but in AEW, you don't have a feud for... I mean, now, after Rampage last week, yeah. a little bit more. But, like, my problem with the Britt Baker reign is what you just said, where you know Thunder Rose is coming. So I can't get invested in anybody until then, because what's the point? Sure. But with this, I'm thinking it's going to be Cora Jade. Because I, I, I think mean, she I, needs I, the I time guess. to. Yeah, I guess. But it's but. it's not good. And you're right in that she needs she needs a victory that doesn't make her look like an idiot or a ref look like an idiot. Yeah. Or her opponent look like an idiot. That would be nice if they could just yeah. have someone yeah. win. Anyway, so that was uh that was NXT. It was. Um I we have we have some things to talk about here. And um, as we talk about those things, you know what we're gonna do? What are we gonna do? Keep the same energy. It's true. It's true. Um, I, I had a complaint about how Maddie Rose um, countered the worst roll-up in the history of wrestling to, to win her one title defense. Uh, and, sh- and the batted to one Jam Beard said, but Alex, the roll-up is the most powerful move in all of WWE. Just ask the 24-7 division. Actually, they're not allowed to do that anymore either. As long as, as, long as Dana Brooke is still champion, nobody's even allowed to try to roll her up. No. <laughs> She's the most protected champion in all of the entire company. It's so bizarre. Oh, boy. Mark Losper <laughs> says, of oh, Mark Losper, says WWE has completely forgotten what heat is supposed to be for. Heat is supposed to make me part with money because I want to see a heel lose. They generate heat just because. This lines up with all their money being guaranteed. Fancy that. No, the point of heat is to make hometown crowds feel bad. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe learn something. Yeah. <laughs> Louise has typed out, but the heat in giant letters and then made the background of the word heat red and the, and the actual letters yellow. So it looks like fire. Bully Ray threw out his blue chew because he doesn't need it because you just talk about heat and he's he's ready to go. You know what I mean? Um, uh, <laughs> oh my god, thick Astley, I would not do this to righteous Reg. Says, don't know if Team Kalex has the time. Can we get a regal wrap of the Grapsity opening theme? We don't want like we don't we don't want to. We don't a, want start, heat. Start a blood feud with the Grapsity guys. Those We're guys are not. awesome. Now I will say I have. I'll blue, figure out something. To... I have a blue yeti. If you if you did want to pursue that, I don't think we should. But I do have the appropriate no, equipment. Yeah. Um. And no, we don't need the heat like Bully Ray does. So we're not going to do that. Yeah. I. I. I'll, I'll figure out something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> your money will not go to waste, thick ass. No, but... I accidentally already not well pseudo accidentally trolled Reg enough for like yeah. for at least. I don't, a month. We don't need any of that. So hey, uh, MSK versus the Creeds are next week. Uh, so the finals are the Stoners versus the Jocks. Yay for high school clicks! This is high school. I mean, yeah. you have the, me- every, everything is high school. The Mean yeah. Girls, like yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sorry. It's Chase University. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so, uh, also, uh, I was talking about the, the play in game, uh, and, uh, Mark Losper says, don't say play in game, Alex. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm very sorry for your loss tonight, Mark Losper. My bucks were built for this. Um, anyway, uh, uh condolences. I'm going to say it doesn't even Lakers. sound like you're sorry, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Um, so the, this, uh, this thing, um, uh, this whole thing between uh, Duke and Indy and Dexter and Persia is going to lead to an intergender tag match feud versus Index and Dujia. It's <laughs> not because that would involve taking a creative risk of any sort. The bad the one jam beard has coined the portmanteau of Dujia. <laughs> Um, so talking about Saray, um, Ricardo El Idolo Hausen says, uh, Yuka Sakazaki might, uh, have something to say about Saray's gimmick. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know enough about that world to be honest. Like I, yeah. I truly just, she might, might is, is correct in my estimation. Cause I have literally no idea. And Mark Losper talks about the world of anime. As a person who does watch a bunch of anime, this gimmick is supposed to play to a bunch of fanservice-y crap that is endemic to the medium. Funnily enough, given how bad this kind of stuff gets in anime, NXT deserves some credit for restraint. Yeah, I've seen some clips. I don't watch a lot of the shows, but I've seen some clips. Like, it could it could be a lot worse. It could definitely be a lot worse. Um, it could also sure. be a lot better. <laughs> that is also true. Um, for a company that has so many lawyers on retainer, says Mark Losper, you would think one of them would tell one of these moron writers that a restraining order doesn't apply if you antagonize the person it's applied to. Somewhat related note, hashtag free Ali. Uh, which, which comes to the next thing, uh, Mark Losper says, NXT is garbage. Let's talk about who AEW is signing tomorrow instead. Oh, I thought it was Keith Lee, but it looks like he's on his honeymoon. But that's also a great troll. That could be. Especially because Atlantic City has a beach. Doesn't look like that usually. No, no. But you could Photoshop some things. And I don't people know. honeymoon in Atlantic City all the time. That's true. Um, uh, I, 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 I said this on Twitter. Never going to happen. But I said it on Twitter. Man, it'd be so awesome. If if Mustafa Ali walked out tomorrow to start Dynamite, oh. and then and then Tony Khan came out with a microphone and said, "We're buying him out, Vince. And if you don't like it and you want to sue him, that's fine. He'll be using my team of lawyers. So 
Let's see if you want that independent contractor thing uh, challenge in a court of law. Yeah. Bye. Mustafa, your first match starts now. I just haven't walked down to the ring and beat Isaiah Cassidy to get into the, the, the ladder match. It'd be the greatest thing ever. It'd be the biggest, ballsiest move since, like, Luke's Lo- Lex Luke's? Luke's Legger. Luke's Luke's Legger showing up in his weird white dress shirt at the first Nitro. (laughs) That thing was so weird. It was all flimsy and it had no collar. It was one of those mid-90s dress shirts that had no collar. It was like the French collar that didn't have actually a collar. It was like an anti-pirate pirate pirate shirt. And they were right, it was right next to the uh, Pasta Mania restaurant that that, uh, Hogan had in the uh, Mall of America. Um, it's not going to be that though. It would be awesome if it was, but it's not. Um, I, I, I hope it's, I hope it's Swerve. But everyone's saying like the way that Cassidy mentioned it on Twitter, it seems like he was directly calling out Jeff Hardy. Um, uh, but, but uh, I mean, unless his non-compete got bought out or something, which I guess might be possible, um, uh, or he could just challenge it and just say, no, screw that, I don't care. I'm, he I'm might. He's a guy that might not mind getting paid for ninety days and not putting his body through some stuff. Um, yeah. It seems like friend of Fightful, John Alba, who does great work. He has a podcast with Matt Hardy, and Matt made it seem like yeah, he's got a, a non compete until March. Now he's also a good worker. He could be yeah. psyching us out. Uh, it, it seems sincere. He, well, he he worked all of WWE into getting the hell out of that place. Yeah, he sure did. So my God. Yeah. Um. So it, it, that sounds like it. My initial. I, I'm a little confused because Tony Khan used the "godforsaken, forbidden door" terminology. Yeah. Uh, but he said something about like the forbidden door and closing your back on another promotion. Yeah. So if it's forbidden door-ish, implying that somebody is working it's, with another, it's, it's it just, made it's me just think Tony it. Khan getting ahead of himself on Twitter. That's what and I then, thought and too. Then, and then not being able to walk it back because you know it's Tony Khan. But like I, I, I feel like it's a free agent. That it's a big free agent signing. And 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 he and he said for, and he said forbidden door when it's really not forbidden if the person's a free agent. But like you know. But yeah, he might have been a dope. If it's a true forbidden door situation, I thought Josh Alexander. The Mox and Danielson angle makes me wonder if it's the foundation and Gresham. Um, because if they're gonna form a stable facing the foundation would be real damn cool. Yeah. The batted to one jam beard says, I really hope it's Keith Lee, but Swerve or Samoa Joe would also be just as great. I don't think I think Samoa Samoa Joe wasn't technically um a uh listed as a performer anymore. So then he wouldn't have the 90 day or the 60 day or 30 day, whatever it is. Um, they also like might let him out because it's not a pay-per-view. It's an AC show. Like who cares? Kind of. If it's Samoa Joe, I will. I'm, I'm just going to pass out. Like so, it's just so, like all my dreams coming true. It might be Samoa Joe. Something because Isaiah Cassie said, I'm going to, I'm going to, this guy's so old and broken down. I'm going to, I'm going to send him to retirement forever. Like that's why everyone was saying that thing is going to be Jeff. But it might be Samoa Joe that he's calling out by that too. But it would, man, that would just be amazing. It would just be so amazing. Um, I would lose my mind if I had to see a monk Samoa yeah. Joe and Brian Danielson in the same yeah. company and it wasn't WWE yeah. at the same time. Yes. Um, uh, Mark Losper says, I love, love, love uh, Keith Lee, but it needs to be Samoa Joe choking out Isaiah Cassidy in two seconds and breaking Natty's record. Actually, it's not Natty's record. It's 
It's Aaliyah's record, it's which Aaliyah's is somehow record. worse. Um, and a different company, so. And a different company. And also, I don't think there's any of those things, any of those things are actual records. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, gosh, it'd be great. Um, uh, so so uh, then Van Twinblade says, who cares about NXT? Let's talk about the Black Wrestlers Matter card happening on the 19th. Watch sure. PWO instead of the Saudi Blood Money Show. Yes, uh, watch anything instead of the Saudi Blood Money Show, but Black Wrestlers Matter would be great too. Um, uh, Mark Losper says, WWE doesn't always book cheating heel champions. What about that one time that heel Roman beat babyface Big E? That booking made sense, right? Nope, didn't. Um, uh, Jadria Pringle says, totally unrelated to the wrestling, but is it weird to anyone else that the Olympic ski jump has a nuclear power plant in the background? Just me? <laughs> I mean, that would be that'd be weird to me. I don't watch the Olympics, but yeah, that would be weird to me if I saw it. Um, I'm mostly in on the figure skating, you guys, and snowboarding. Thank you, Vasily Theo, for the donation. Um, and also... Uh, Mark, Mark Losper, who kept us afloat for this long. Shout outs to the Australian economy making the exchange rate to the US dollar awful while doing a donation contest. Love you guys and the community. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Um, here we go. Uh, the Nerd Guru says, Hey, Halex, totally missed the show tonight, but you guys rule and I'm catching the tail end. This clown show is trash. Limitless will rain tomorrow. I, I would love it if it was Keith Lee. I just don't think it is going to be him tomorrow. I'm not saying it won't be in 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 AEW, but it might might not be tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Thick Astley says, "Didn't think of the negatives behind that request for, for me <laughs> to, to 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 do Reg's rap uh, for the Grab City guys." Insert war games here. War games. Um, Shotkid twenty nine says, "Mr. Regal, have you seen your new PWT merch?" Uh, no. Um, uh, I have not seen that. Uh, not for I ha- him. I haven't seen my new merch, which is bad because I should have designed it myself. Um, the batted at one champ here says, also, can we hear Alex do Wilford Brimley sending the DX theme? Apparently, I have a Wilford Brimley impression that I broke out. I didn't know I had one on AEW. Um, as and I guess it was the, um, uh, break it down. Diabetes. I don't really, I don't like, give me, give me the lyrics for next time, uh, uh, Luis, both, both the original and the King of Rock. And I will do Wilfred Brimley singing both of those things next week because we have to do one more, which of course is, um, the Regal Rap. The Regal Rap. Your merch is is very cool. I just looked it up, Mr. Regal. Oh, wow. Great. Um, it is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme as William Regal. Hey, there might be a Mandela effect if anybody else thinks we did this already. I don't know. I don't know if I did it already. Yeah. Now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute. Just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised, on the playground is where I spent most of my days, chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and all shooting some people outside of the school, when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your aunt and your uncle in Bel Air. 
I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on and said I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what people of Bel Air sniffing like? Hmm, this might be all right. But wait, I hear they're pissy, bourgeois and all that. Is this the kind of place they should send this cool cat? I don't think so. I'll see when I get there. I hope they're prepared for the Prince of L.A. That was different. Yes, it's the full version that comes on the album and not the actual just the... the, the uh, <clears throat> Well, the plane landed, and when I came out, there was a dude looked like a cop standing there with my name out. I ain't trying to get arrested yet. I just got here. I sprang with the quickness like lightning disappeared. I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said fresh, and it had dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, nah, forget it, yo. Holmes to Bel Air. I pulled up to a house about seven or eight and I yelled to the cabbie, yo, Holmes, smell you later. I looked at my kingdom. I was finally there to sit on my throne as the prince of war games. I, at all this time, never knew that William Regal was born and raised in West Philadelphia. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was more like a UK situation. Yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, that's the end of the show. Follow Kate. At Miss Kate Fabe, follow me at Alex Sourgraps. We'll be here next week. Subscribe to Fightful Select. You'll find our stuff there as well. Uh, anyway, beat it. Keep cool. We, we, beat the, we beat the time. We beat the we time, did. Sean. We beat the time a lot of time. Sorry, Sucker Sean. And all the super chats we got in at the end. Keep cool, Gabagool. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.